Okay, okay, so we're recording now. I didn't hang up on you again. <laughs> so this is what, episode three? Yeah, episode three. Of the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Um, this will be your, uh, well, hopefully you'll like us enough to make us your go-to podcast for all things giant monsters and Japanese special effects and uh, all that good stuff. Um... So, uh, where we left off, we're in the middle of the Godzilla series, um, our recap of the entire series. Um, I know that for a lot of people listening, this isn't, that's not really anything new. They, uh, most people listening have probably seen these movies like a hundred times, but you don't know what we think about them. Well, actually, <laughs> if they, if they listen to my other God, like Godzilla episodes of my other podcasts, they pr- might know what I think of them. So you're the you're the star attraction here. I guess. Man, that's that's a, that's a lot to a lot to live up to. Yeah. Probably. Uh... <laughs> uh, I should probably introduce myself. Um, you, my name is well. You probably know me as Bird from I'm from the If It Bleeds We Can Kill It podcast. Um, this is one of now a couple uh, offshoots, um, and this is Matt. And you might know him from uh, wherever he's from. Where are you from? <laughs> Cincinnati. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you you might know me from uh, many Godzilla forms. I go by Hybrid Gojira. Okay, there you go. That might be the only place that you've ever heard of me, which you probably haven't. So, <laughs> um, and uh, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll just dive right into it. We're gonna go into the, a couple news items, which I mean, uh, we're recording these a little early, so a lot of this might not be so new by the time you listen to it, but. Uh, figure we won't spend too much time on a lot of this stuff, and we'll just kind of kind of go over some of the recent happenings. And it actually got picked up by another podcast that were they were probably saying the same thing that we would have said is that it's probably crap, but this is what the guy reported. So all of it was fake. Everything up to now that was reported it has been basically fake. And the and the reason we know that is because the people that did it actually came out and said, "Yeah, we were just messing around the entire time." So, so the 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 rumor of Godzilla being a tadpole was fake. <laughs> Apparently so. Okay. I, Jesus Christ. Okay, that we're not, we're not talking about that anymore. That's yeah. Well, this, this is why this is why the Godzilla fandom has a pretty awful reputation. <laughs> this is this is the reason why. Where else does this happen? I, I don't like. I can't, the only other thing that I ever watched this close, like this closely as a kid, was Dragon Ball Z, and I don't remember people being like, "Oh, this is the new Dragon Ball Z that's coming out." Like people had fan art and they had like fan series that they actually made, like Dragon Ball AF and stuff like that. If you know what that is, but like, is it common to like fake movie scripts? Like what? I, yeah, like I don't. I mean, we had the like the got the Snowden stuff back and got you know twenty fourteen, but some of that actually was legit. So like the guy was was half trolling, but also half telling the truth. Well, I mean, it's more believable that a Hollywood script leaked than like a foreign Japanese script, right? Like, well, then the, then there was like that Eric von Zipper guy or whatever with the uh, Godzilla <laughs> Final Wars. He like would type in like broken Japanese and, <laughs> but everything that the guy said ended up being correct. I don't. This is why I. This is the internet's just the worst. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, before we move on, uh, you know, we've wasted enough time on news. There, but there's one thing that we we should talk about, and that's Gareth Edwards leaving Godzilla Two. Uh, 
He said, he basically said, look, I just did a Godzilla movie, and right after that I did a Star Wars movie. I'm kind of exhausted. I don't know if I can get it out in time that you want, so I would rather just go on and do smaller smaller projects again. And uh, got the Godzilla fan base predictively freaked the hell out. Um, <laughs> now... I, I don't want to turn this into a discussion of what we think of Edwards as a director or uh, what we think of Godzilla 2014 or Monsters. I mean, that's stuff that we'll get into, you know, when, when we cover those films later on in the podcast. But here's where, I mean, fans are upset because he walked away and... Here's where here's where it's bothering me. From a human perspective, I can see someone, especially an indie director, coming into Hollywood and making two giant movies back to back in both in huge franchises with a lot of pressure. I can see him being like, "Look, like this was fun, but I I kind of want to just go back and make something small. Like I like I want to relax. Like and and then from a filmmaker's perspective, here's the thing. Um, and th- I, I kind of want to get my thoughts on it out of the way before we go into kind of just what has everyone freaking out. Like, as a fan of cinema and of movies and of, like, independent movies as well, like, first of all, like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that every time an indie director comes in to do a blockbuster, I'm going to be like, oh, they just want to get someone who, you know, has little pull and can be pushed around. I think it's great that someone like Gareth Edwards or the guy that did Jurassic World, I think it's great that they can make, like, an indie movie that's good enough to get noticed by the studios, and they're like, oh, hey, I grew up loving Godzilla. I grew up loving Jurassic Park. I grew up loving Star Wars. Of course I'll take the opportunity. Who wouldn't? But... I do. Th- I think there's something kind of respectable about an indie director who comes into the blockbuster world and says, you know, that's great. You know, those are things I always wanted to do with my life, but I kind of like it here in you know the, the 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 smaller scale, and it's where I prefer to work after doing two of these back to back. I mean, I think that's kind of. I don't know. Like as someone who likes independent movies, and like I've seen what can happen when directors get swallowed up by the studio system and by Hollywood, I think it's kind of almost refreshing that someone was able to say, you know what, that was that was great, but I want to focus on something smaller now. I don't want to just be making these blockbusters back-to-back-to-back forever, and especially with these crazy deadlines and everything, it's just not something that I, I think I can deliver right now because it's not where my heart is. Like, how can you not want to respect that? Now, secondly, I'll say um, it also makes me say, like, okay, well, what's Gareth going to do next? He's an interesting director. Let's see what he has for us. And also, it also, it's like, okay, now you can bring another, give another guy a shot. Why not? Um, so I I don't understand the animosity because people are freaking out because they're acting like he stabbed them in the back. I mean, and it was great to have a director come in who understood the character, who understood the franchise, who was a fan, and say, like, hey, here's my Godzilla movie. Whatever you say about it, whatever you think about it, 
it's a Godzilla movie, which you can't really say about the Emmerich film. So yeah, it's true. So people are bummed. They're like, okay, we had a guy that we thought was reliable, and now he's gone. Okay, that's one thing. But to go to the extremes of saying that, uh, you know, well, now that he's gone, what if they get someone who's terrible in to make the second one? That means it's his fault that this movie was bad. It's like, what? How do you, like, how do you add two plus two and get twelve like that? Like, that's insane. And and also, who's to say that he might not come back later? Like, then the example I'll give is like Brian Singer with the X Men movies. Uh, I mean, it's pretty well known now that uh, he 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 wanted to do Superman. And he was like, look, I, I, I can't do X-Men right now. This is where my heart is. Let me get this out of the way. And he said, and they, and they just said, like, okay, well, um, we have to get someone else. Then Brett Ratner came in and ruined the franchise for, like, five <laughs> years. But the good news is, after a few years, after he got a few more movies out of his system, Brian Singer was like, okay, I, I, I purged all that stuff, and now I'm back. And... He made, uh, like, Days of Future Past, which I think is probably my favorite movie in the series. And, like, I mean, you never know what these guys are going to do. Like, who care? He left. Who cares? They'll get another director. And, uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll get someone confident enough. Like, and then there's the people that, that, Okay, so there, there's those people that are mad because they feel like, oh, he, he left us, boo-hoo. Then now, now it's weird because there's a bunch of people that are like, oh, well, we're glad he's gone anyway. Like, he wasn't a real fan anyway. He cut Akira <laughs> Takarada's cameo out. What an asshole. It's good that he's gone. He was, he was just saying he was a real fan. And it's like, who are you to tell someone how much of a fan they are or like. <laughs> And and okay and first of all, I wholeheartedly believe yeah, Gareth Edwards is a Godzilla fan because he was talking about that before he even made Godzilla when he was making Monsters. I how do I know that? Because I remember that. Like, so I think a lot of people just haven't been pay, weren't paying attention to him until he signed on for Godzilla. Secondly, um, that if you actually read about that Akira Takarada cameo, yeah, it would have been super fun and cool to see him in the movie, but it 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 it, it was pointless. If you have the Art of Godzilla book, like, they talk about, like, what the scene actually was. Do you know what it was? Wasn't it, like, just a, essentially an airport scene? Like, Ford gets to Japan, and he, like, stamps his, like, visa and, like, says, I don't know, maybe he has, like, a cute, like, n- winky line or something, and that's it. Yeah, and to, <laughs> to, to get upset about that, to get upset about a common movie practice that happens all the time, like, entire scenes and characters are shot for movies sometimes. And there's hours upon hours of of film footage that just gets left on the floor. Like, to get upset about it, to me, I I just, I I don't understand it. I I really don't. I thought that was, I I thought a lot of grown men behave like little children. I mean. (laughs) I mean, it's cool that it grew out of that, like, fan campaign to get him a cameo, but, like. If the if it's if it's slowing down the pacing of the movie and test audiences aren't reacting to it well, I mean, it's I'm sorry, but it's it's got to go. Like, yeah, and who knows? Like, what if it just came across as being hokey? Yeah, I mean, sometimes you shoot a thing that that you think's going to fit the the demeanor of the movie that you're shooting, and you come back to it and you realize this it doesn't fit. I mean, yeah. and then people are upset because it wasn't included on the Blu-ray. But you got to look at the Blu-ray; like they didn't really include anything. Yeah, and and people are blaming him for that, and it's like he, 
that's the studio. He had nothing to do. With, like uh, that's all <laughs> Warner Brothers. I, like, yeah. That's... Do you know how many directors would probably kill to have like a making of documentary and like a commentary? But truth is, like Blu-ray extras are becoming like less and less frequent. That's why, like, when I do get a new release movie on Blu-ray, like, I'm really happy when there's like a feature-length making of. Like, I just got Deadpool. There's an hour and a half making of. I'm like, whoa, this doesn't, this doesn't happen anymore. Like. And yeah, like, I mean, it would have been great to see it, and I mean, maybe it'll surface somewhere, but I mean, to get mad at a a single person (laughs) for something that, for a decision made behind a giant studio release where there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen is just silly. And It it doesn't make sense. And now now the real question is, like, I'm okay with Edwards leaving. Like, I, I appreciated his movie. But I, I think that getting a new director to me isn't a big deal. And, there, and, and let's be let's be frank about this. There's a lot riding on the next Godzilla film because they're trying to set this up for King Kong versus Godzilla, mm-hmm. basically. So they don't want to bring some idiot in to ruin the franchise. Yeah, they. I don't. And to be honest, I don't think they will. I no, mean, I mean, like they're they're not they're not going to be careless with it. I, I like to see a guy like you know Matt Reeves get get a shot at oh yeah he'd be great um i mean he's i think he's well he might be coming off of the new apes movie just in time but i think the new apes is still going so that's the thing everyone's like claimed everybody like yeah if if marvel doesn't have it star wars doesn't have it if (laughs) they don't have it like something else has it like I mean, and you know, I'm and like I said, I'm I, I, I'm actually fine with the the kind of common practice of finding like a cool indie director and like giving him a lot of money and say like, hey, how do you do like working with a big studio, collaborating uh, on a on a big movie, and what can you bring to it? Like, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I don't, and I don't, uh, yeah, I really don't think it's anything to freak out about. Also. Oh, God, I told you I was going to, like, rant for a little bit, right? <laughs> I knew that going in, yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff needs to be said, I think, because I, I feel like the viewpoints aren't that varied. So, like, I, someone, I just, I think it's, I think someone needs to speak out, especially in a, a fan base as small and tightly knit as this one. Someone yeah. needs to finally speak out and, like, call these people on their bullshit because it's just not something that i seem to be seeing a lot like everyone just seems to lack like common sense (laughs) like okay and let's go back to um well uh edwards he's not a real fan anyway blah 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 again first of all i don't think that's true however if it was why is that a bad thing? And and let me put that question into more context for you. Um, and I can do that a few ways. If you look at the Godzilla movies as a whole, um, the only directors that came out and were fans of Godzilla throughout the entire run of the franchise were Ishiro Honda, obviously. He was a co-creator. So putting him aside, um, Jun Fukuda was not a fan. He liked the original movie, and he thought that everything that came after it was kind of bullshit, including his own movies, <laughs> to the extent that when Stuart Galbraith interviewed him for his book Monsters Are Attacking Tokyo, when the recorder wasn't running, he was getting in, into arguments about whether or not the guy's own movies were any good, because he said, look, this series devolved into cheap kid stuff, and it shouldn't have. And I mean, as someone that understands where the original Godzilla comes from, I see that point of view, um, and... 
So Jun Fukuda was not a fan. Um, uh, Kazuki Amori, who directed Biollante and King Ghidorah and wrote, um, I think, the rest of the Heisei movies, with the yeah. exception of Space Godzilla, yep. he wasn't really a fan. He like he said, you know, I took these gigs because, you know, in Japan, when you're working as an assistant director, I mean, you work your way from cameraman up to a feature director, and, you know, Toho had a nice farming system, and... These are the opportunities that were available to me, and he said he even said like I would be rather making like spy movies and James Bond movies, but you know I'm I'm doing this. Um, uh, um, and then uh, like again, um, going to the Heisei series, uh, Takeo Okawara, who did um like uh Mecha Godzilla, Mothra, Destroya, Godzilla 2000. Again, he was a guy who. He started off working as like an AD for Kurosawa, and Toho was like, "Okay, you know, it's your turn. Uh, you have a lot of experience. Like, let's see how you do it to direct. Here, here's a Godzilla movie. Here's another Godzilla movie." And I mean, he was like, "Okay, that's the work they're giving me. Okay, sure." And then, and then every, and then the only other directors you have were Bano, Tezuka, and Kaneko, who were all fans. And then you get to Final Wars, and Kitamura was, I, he was pretty honest. He said like. I like the Godzilla movie. He's like, yeah, the original is a classic, and then I like like the '70s stuff. This like really crazy and stupid. So if if I make a Godzilla movie, that's the movie I'm gonna make. He he said like I don't like. I haven't. He said like I haven't liked a Godzilla movie since the '80s, and yeah. it was like okay, like again, say what you want about Final Wars, but it's I terrible. mean. And, and you know what? I'm a Godzilla fan. I'm sure everyone who listening has seen all, if not most, if not all those movies. Let me ask you a question. Do you like any of them? Do you think any of them are good? Yeah, of course you do. Because my point is, like, it's irrelevant, really. If you can put out a solid movie and you have a basic understanding of the character that you can do it justice, you can make a good Godzilla movie. And it's the same thing, like, again, I hate to bring up Brian Singer again, but before he had made, before he signed on to make the first X Men movie, he had never read an X Men comic book, and he he just took it because it was like, okay, this is a big opportunity, this is huge, I, yeah, I'm gonna take it. Who wouldn't? And then, and I believe him. Some people might pull the whole like, oh, he's just saying that to appease the fans. But he, once he was doing his research and reading the comics, he was like, wow, this is great stuff. So yeah, I I believe that you can not be a fan or not be very familiar with something and make a good movie out of it as long as you get it. So, I mean, Godzilla's pretty universal, and whoever they hire in, I mean, they're going to have people like Thomas Tull who who get Godzilla. I mean, we're going to be fine. Like, Yeah, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think there's going to be much of an issue. Now, my only concern, honestly, is more on the, the script. Like, I got... Bornstein or Bornstein or whatever the the guy that kind of overhauled the 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 script. I think there were like three versions of it. Like I just kind of felt the script was weak. But he's also I think he's he's writing Godzilla two or he's written Godzilla two. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I thought he was attached to to the new Skull Island movie as well. Um, he was one of the writers, but I know they just got another writer to um... come back in and kind of flesh it out. Yeah, and I mean that's another thing. Like screenwriter is such a like. It's such a weird title. Like so often, the the script that they're filming off of is not what the writer like 
wrote. I mean, I don't know. I do know most of the best stuff in the 2014 movie was came from the Frank Darabont script, which yeah, yeah. which came before the final draft. Um, I do agree that you know the the script has issues in how the characters are handled. Um, but, uh, I mean, who knows, really? I mean, it's so early to tell, and it, chances are, I mean, the the movie is delayed again, because, uh, so, I mean, I, chances are it'll get a few more rewrites, and, um, you know, I mean, they're not stupid. They're, they're, they're at least going to be aware of the issues some people had with the first movie, so... I don't know. Again, it's yeah. it's it's so early to tell, and you know, I mean, maybe Max Borenstein listened and said like, okay, like, I need to get better. You know, I mean, that's what a good there's growth in filmmaking. You know, so yeah. And then if resurgence, man. I I I just I I wish I was more excited. I know that's kind of trampling over like well-worn territory now but just like the way fans are eating it up like i just feel like if that was an american movie they would they would be going nuts right now that that's the that's the thing that gets me is i i just i do not understand like do you, you remember all the controversy over the gills and the feet for godzilla 2014 yeah like we have a godzilla that has t-rex arms he has a tail that's like five times too long it's falling and his flesh is falling off his body and everybody's <laughs> like e- like eating it up like it's the it's and i i don't understand like i literally saw people talking about how this was going to be their favorite godzilla movie and this is the best godzilla di- design ever and i'm like have you seen the other movies you haven't even seen this movie and you're already proclaiming it like you know the 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 next best godzilla film and i just i don't I don't yeah. get that. And it's all CG. I thought if it was CG, it's not real Godzilla, guys. Yeah, well, that, that quickly changed because it's Japanese and toes <laughs> doing it. And, and, like, that's that's my frustration. Like, this Godzilla has, like, 12 toes. I don't know if, he's, if you caught that or not. He's got, like, toes <laughs> coming off his toes and stuff. Like, he's got, he's got little baby arms and toes. Like, it's just the design itself comes across at times as being either really terrifying or, like, really, really comically ludicrous, depending on the shot in the trailer. Some people like it. Some people are apprehensive about it. I don't know. I, I, I have the same issues. But it, it it frustrates me that the stuff that this film gets away with, Godzilla 14, got to totally destroyed by literally the same group of fans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. I, <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope it's good. Um, I do. I hope it's good. I hope, it's, I hope it surprises me. Like, but I, like I just, but it, I, I, people are losing their minds over this movie, and I just, I, I just, I don't, like I don't feel like they're thinking critically or like at all, really. Like I, I, I get that, like you know, a darker version of Godzilla is something that people have wanted for a really long time, and it's cool that they're finally getting it. But and, and I'm worried that this Godzilla, like, there's one scene in that trailer, and I, I think we talked about this before, like he's starting to take a step. And it it just it does not look realistic. It mm-hmm. doesn't look real. Like it looks, it just it looks like his his leg is literally moving on a swivel. It reminds yeah. me of like the Godzilla Junior skateboard scene in in Destroya, where he's like <laughs> floating across the ground. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's it, there's interesting times we're heading into. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I just I don't know, man. 
Uh, people are going just going nuts right now. And like between that and then like all the like like Marvel fans are going nuts. DC fans have lost their damn minds. Uh, then like uh, Ghostbusters fans are like <laughs> are are being are like being the worst right now. Like no, is anyone like Power Rangers fans are freaking out over nothing? Like, is anybody like sane right now? Like, I, I like, I, I there's like nerd, the nerd like landscape is gonna like implode. Like, I'm it's San Diego Comic Con this year. Some like, there's gonna be like, like, people are gonna stab each other. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I, nerds are so angry about everything right now. <laughs> like, I, I it's it, like every every fandom you look at, people are losing it. Like, I, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, and and one and and like I was already like getting really disillusioned with like all the like nerd cultures right now. Nerd culture. After like you know seeing how cr- like critics are getting death threats from Batman fans and like oh, I know. I, that movie was terrible. <laughs> it was. It, oh. And it then was and then once all this Ghostbusters ugliness came out, I was just like I I. <laughs> I'm tapped out. Like I'm exhausted. Like I don't. I, I'm. I can't. I can't be around it. It's so toxic. Everything's so toxic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just uh, uh, social media. I think just in general. Like if you, if you go to any, go to any news site and then scroll down and just and pick any story that has any serious tone to it and go down and just read the comments. Like it's horror <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's just like just go and read any any of that stuff. Go read the comments. You'll get people just insulting each other and, and it's not even related to the news story and then you see that same principle basically played out i think in every every fandom where people have passion about whatever it is they like and you know like i, I get what the ghostbusters saying like i think the movie looks hokey but it yeah has no i think do... it lo- okay first of all I, th- I do think the movie looks bad but compared to like the like i just saw a trailer for like uh i don't know some stupid zach efron comedy like Oh, Tom God. and Steve need a wedding date or whatever, and I was like, "This looks way worse." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, no, there's no doubt, but like, but I think there's the the thing with it's basically the the all female cast that that some people are up in arms about. Like, I, I don't care about that. Why what do I care about care? is like it doesn't it just doesn't look good. <laughs> Plus, Jenny McCarthy or whatever her name is like she drives me crazy. Oh no, she's so. the worst. But. My problem is that the movie looks bad, but like, calm down. Like, what? Why does it? Why do people? Why are people so mad that they're girls? Like, yeah. If well, you I, want you guy know. Ghostbusters, just go watch Ghostbusters. It's not going anywhere. Let let little girls like go see this movie and be happy that they finally yeah. have a team of heroes that are girls. Like, what? I, w- I wish that they would have replaced uh, Ford with uh, the. Elizabeth Olsen or whatever for Godzilla 14 because she would have been a better lead character. Yeah. And then, and then, um, someone who I usually like, the angry video game nerd, he just posted a video acting a goddamn fool about how he's not going to see the movie. And even if it's good, he's not going to see the movie. And he's mad because it's a remake of a classic. And oh, it's called Ghostbusters. And the old movie is called Ghostbusters. So now it's going to say 2017, 1985. And I, this is a guy that's been seeing remakes of Halloween and Friday the 13th and Godzilla and. A million reboots of everything, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he hasn't bitched about a single one. And then when they do Ghostbusters, this is the one where you're going to draw, draw the line in the sand and stomp your feet and say it's ruining your childhood while you're sitting next to a Star Trek V stand-up? God damn it! <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> Everyone's oh, going think... crazy right now. Yeah, you did. You warned me. This has been brewing for like, for those who don't know, this has been brewing for at least like, what, two weeks now? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about it. And then so going back to Godzilla, like what, who else, what other, where, what other fandom besides maybe Ghostbusters, because they've pretty much stood up and claimed to be the worst fandom on earth. Who, where else are you going to find fans that get mad and boycott a director because a cameo was cut out of a movie or freak out because a director left a project? It's Hollywood. Stuff like that happens all the time. And, yeah, I'm sure he's disappointed, but, uh, I mean, he can speak for himself. Him and Edward seem to have a good relationship after the movie. And if anyone was going to give him a, a cameo in a Godzilla movie, it would have been Gareth Edwards. And he's gone. Yeah, so now that that's happened... <laughs> You pretty much kiss that chance goodbye, I would think. You think anyone else at Warner Brothers cares about Akira Takarada? They don't. <laughs> <laughs> and what, like, what, what Marvel, what, like Marvel fans don't freak out like if Stan Lee doesn't get a cameo in a movie. He was cut out of the first Blade movie. Marvel fans didn't freak out about that and say. Oh, the bullshit! The guy's not a real fan. Blah blah blah. No. Like, uh, uh, people leave projects all the time. John Favreau, after Iron Man 2, he was like, hey, like, Marvel made me do some stuff I didn't want to do, and I'm not going to direct another Iron Man movie. People didn't say, oh, he's a traitor, he sucks, like, like what? I'm glad he's gone. Like, no, everyone was like, oh, that kind of sucks, we liked him. Like, no one, no one freaked out. Like, <laughs> this doesn't happen in normal places. Like, well, there, there's a there's a lot of in the Godzilla fan base alone. There's a ton of, I would say, toxic behavior towards other fans for whatever reason. I, I remember that was it the I don't know if it was Criteria Criterion or whatever, but there was a DVD release that had the wrong the wrong Godzilla picture on the inside cover, and everybody threw a fit about it. And it actually got like I think it got a response from the company that made the DVD. Like, this is basically why we don't release Godzilla movies. Because of all, of all <laughs> well, it was Criterion, and they were like, you know, uh, they were like, we hired, like, a, a comic book artist to do all this cool artwork, and we thought, like, you know, people would enjoy it. Criterion, the most reputable home video di distributor in the country, maybe even the world, is releasing Godzilla movie, and it doesn't have the right version of Godzilla inside, I, who cares? It's a gorgeous Blu-ray. It's loaded with extras. It's it brought so much attention to the um, the mo a movie that should get more attention in this country. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate that it has the wrong Godzilla inside. But you know what I did? I looked at it and I was like, oh, that's the wrong Godzilla. And then I I, I closed it and put in the, the movie and enjoyed it because I it just, normal people don't act this way. Okay, I'm I'm people. I know I sound angry. I'm angry, but I'm angry because I'm one of you. Like we're 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 the same, please. Like this is a, a desperate plea. Like you guys, people people have seen me at the G Fest, and you know I get along with everybody. But please, guys, like like this is not like the this is not what we want to put out there, like for for anyone to see. Like <laughs> let's let's all let's all get together and calm down, and just chill out and 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 and. Just, just be peaceful, okay? Yeah, but but in a fandom where everybody knows everybody, which is which is true. I mean, like anybody who has any connections, like it's a very tight knit, pretty small group. Uh, <laughs> it, it and I just the, alienated all of them. <laughs> birds, 
birds burning the podcast down. <laughs> he finds a way to make everybody angry in the same <laughs> in the same thirty minutes, assuming that you know they're still listening at this point. Yeah. Like I signed the petition to get him in the in the movie. They cut the cameo. I'm done. Uh, I mean, like I I get disappointment. I do. Like you you had a you had a fan petition that was successful. You think it's gonna work? Obviously, Akira Takarada is like one of the probably the most beloved. He, he's he's done so much for the U.S. fan base. He goes to tons of different you know conferences and the, and the cons and everything. He signs autographs. He's always here doing something. And, you know, I have I have friends on Facebook that are like they, they've gone to dinner with the guy like they have nothing. There's nothing bad to say about him. It's kind of crappy that his cameo got cut. But like that is a routine movie practice. Like I'm sure. And I mean, he's a professional. I'm sure he understood. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm get... sure he's bummed. No one wants to hear that they got cut out of a movie. But yeah, like, I mean, just I mean, he's an adult. He's a professional. He's been in the business for over 60 years. I, I, like if and like if he if you don't have people don't have to speak for him. I mean, if he felt upset about it enough and felt like it was something worth broadcasting, he would have done it. And he didn't, which means he either. Yeah, maybe he's pissed off and he just. But it's, I mean, he knows it's unprofessional not to, like, do anything, and he doesn't want to damage his relationship with anyone at Warner Brothers or whatever, and that's fine, that's respectable, and if that is how he feels, maybe the people in his campaign should shut up and respect that. <laughs> um, but then also, I mean, I can also, like, like I said, I mean, him and Edwards seem to have a pretty solid relationship and understanding of one another after the, the movie came out, and... I mean, they did a lot of, like, publicity for the movie together when it came to theaters in Japan, and, like, I'm sure if Edwards was around, I 100% do believe that he would have gotten a role in the sequel, and now that he's gone, I mean, th- th- I really don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, it's just, like, let who, like, why, like, this is not something to, like, lose sleep over. I, I, yeah, you, like, I get it sucks, like, you start a, a fan campaign from the ground up, you get something going, and it doesn't work out. Okay, I get that, but, like, let's, okay, it sucks, let's move on. All right. Okay, that's enough of that. Let, let's let's actually, like, talk about <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I, I yelled at the Godzilla fan base for, like, a half hour, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, I love you guys, but you guys are you, – you're losing it. Like, uh, like I <laughs> – You're going to get punched at G-Fest. <laughs> <laughs> so hoping that guys, some fans are still listening, <laughs> um, that I didn't alienate them all, uh, we're, we're going to proceed. So we're, we're going to go through the rest of the series – um, we, we pretty much w- went through, like, what I think is, like, the, the best era, which was the 50s and through the mid-60s, you know, that's, like, that's where, the, like, you had, like, every movie coming out was pretty much a classic, with the exception of Raids Again, but they didn't know yeah. what they were doing. Um, so, uh, we, we left off after, um, uh, Godzilla vs. Monster Zero, or just Monster Zero, or if you want to be hip, Invasion of Astro Monster. That's correct. Does anyone call it that? No. Like, I, Toho I insists, on, insists that that's the title, but, like, nobody yeah. in the world calls it that. Like, what? that's stupid. Anyway. Um, so, uh, at this point, Ashiro Honda is 
kind of focusing, um, you know, Toho is giving him different assignments because he's kind of not really into the direction the Godzilla series is going, which is understandable. You know, it's his baby, and seeing it turned into a thing that's dancing on, on uh, in space isn't, you know, <laughs> something that he really liked. But, you know, I mean, he understood, you know, hey, they, they're making these for kids now. So, you know, let him do it, you know, and they, so they're giving him more serious stuff at this moment, at this point in time, like Matango, War of the Gargantuas, stuff like that. Um, so the Godzilla series is going in a different direction. So um, Toho looked at, you know, who's a hot director right now, and they went to Jun Fukuda, who um, he made a lot of like action movies. Um, he made some Yakuza movies. Uh, he made some spy movies. Some of which are on Hulu, because Criterion owns them. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, like Iron Finger, and I forget what the other one's called. But they star Akira Takarada, um, and they're supposed to be a lot of fun. I, I want to check them out at some point. Um, but, so, uh, he is brought in to do Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster, which is a weird a weird one. Um, it, it's June Fukuda's first, so you see a pretty drastic shift in tone. Um and uh like a lot of the kind of universal like the more like humanistic themes um of like the world coming together and stuff like that are out the window and not not to say that that's a bad thing it's just different uh, i mean this one is pretty much just pure popcorn entertainment um now this was originally going to be a king kong movie um Toho had the rights to make uh, a couple King Kong movies. They did King Kong vs. Godzilla. And then um, in the mid-60s, Toei Animation was doing a uh, King Kong animated series for American television called The King Kong Show, um, which was kind of like the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, just with King Kong. You know, he helps out some scientists who, like, go to different places and stuff and fights different monsters. Um, and there's a bad guy named Doctor Who who does a lot of, like, I don't know, for some reason wants to kill King Kong. I don't know. The show wasn't very, um, didn't really go into much detail. Uh, and um, they, Rankin Bass, um, uh, they were contracted to do a King Kong movie based on the cartoon. And Toho had the rights for another movie, so they went to Toho. Uh, and they said, hey, guys, we have this King Kong cartoon. Like, make a movie out of it. And Toho were like, okay, you know, we do have the rights to another King Kong movie. We'll do it. Um, and I don't know <laughs> I don't know what was going on at Toho, but I don't think they watched a single episode of this cartoon. Because <laughs> the script they turned in was Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster. At that point, uh, it was King Kong vs. It was like King Kong, Ibera, Mothra, um, I don't know. It had like one of those long ass titles that Toho did, <laughs> um, like Operation Robinson Caruso. I think it was called. Yeah. And um, yeah, and Rankin Bass were like, um, like yeah, this is interesting, but it, like it has nothing to do with this show. And Toho <laughs> were like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then they re they wrote another King Kong movie, King Kong Escapes, which was had much more in common with the show. And they were like, "Well, we still have this script laying around. It's got King Kong and Mothra in it, and like this giant lobster thing. Uh, you know, always economical." Toho were like, "Well, let's just make that the next Godzilla movie." 
Um, and that's how Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster was born. Um, so Jun Fukuda immediately uh, establishes a different tone. Um, like I said, much lighter, uh, much more adventure, um, more more of like an action movie than a science fiction kind of movie. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's got a different flavor already. It's got an island setting, which is, uh, at, when this movie came out and brand new. And then, um, it, he brought a lot of, uh, you know, the Godzilla regulars like Akira Takarada, Akahiko Hirata, um, into the cast, Kumi Mizuno. Um, yeah, and it's, um, it's Godzilla fighting Ibera, who's like a giant, I, I don't know what he is, because he's not a shrimp. Crustacean. He's not really a lobster. People call him a shrimp most, but he looks more like a lobster. He's just a giant crustacean thing. Yeah, giant um, crustacean. And then, uh, and, then, and then Mothra is in it as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so this is a movie that, I don't know, I feel like people are kind of split on. Because it's a lot sillier. Um, it's one of two that they did on Mystery Science Theater. Um, but I actually think this is a really fun and well-put-together like adventure movie. Like, um, I really like this one. I think the human characters are fun. I like the... I like the... like. I like that it's more of an action movie. And, um... Yeah, I, this one is just one that I I feel like I can watch over and over again and never be bored of it. And I re, I think the I think I just think it's a fun movie. Whether it's obviously really low budget, um, is it the best movie? No. Like, is there a lot of silly stuff in it? Uh, like, yeah, definitely. But it's just a good time. You know, it's good fun like Saturday morning cartoon popcorn entertainment. Like, it I, it's it's a good time. What do you think of this one? <laughs> You know, I, I like it. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, the score is kind of like upbeat and crazy. Like it opens up with uh, the dancing scene. Well, after, you know, of course, uh, they show Ibra. I think he destroys a, a boat or something mm-hmm. in the American Cup. But then they cut to like a crazy 60s like dancing scene. And I, I actually really like the human characters more than probably any of the stuff uh, featuring the monsters. Although the monster stuff, like the the battles between Godzilla and Ibra, even though it's pretty one sided both both times, they're really well staged and well thought out. The sets are actually pretty like lavish and um to be basically just an island set, like I thought everything looks very well put together and well executed. Um so it, it's it's just a it's just a kind of a fun, like you said, popcorn movie. Uh, at the same point, like the cast is just, in my opinion, really is awesome. I think if you could take the cast of this movie and make that kind of the cast for like Son of Godzilla, and then take that like the monster stuff and combine those two things, I think uh, you'd have kind of a perfect movie because Takarada is awesome. Um, you also have Hirohata in this film, who's who's basically the red ba- bamboo captain. Um, he's the guy from wasn't he was uh, what Sarah Zawa in the mm-hmm. first movie. Um, it's just, it's kind of a, just fun, upbeat movie that, that I, I would probably give like a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Oh man, this is a four. Man, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, this one's really fun. Uh, a couple things are weird. Like, um, well, I mean, obviously this Mothra is supposed to be like the adult from the last movie. I take it. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't really ever explain that. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why the peanuts didn't come back as the the twin fairies, but like, yeah, uh, 
They have a uh, their credit is Pear Bambi. I don't know who they were or what, but they're the the twins in this one. And I guess if they were gonna be real, oh my god, that that sounds so stupid. But <laughs> if they were gonna be real, they would probably look a little bit more like the ones in this movie because they they look more like Filipino, like Pacific Islander. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it's just weird. I I like the old school twins better. It's a, it's a it's a good movie. It's fun. I I, I think I just uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I always tend to compare this one with uh, the next film, Son of Godzilla. Yeah, and oh, another thing that's weird is like you watch this and you can tell it's a King Kong movie. Apparently, no one at Toho <laughs> apparently at, no one at Toho thought to like rewrite it, and they just like took a marker and like crossed out every time it said Kong and just wrote Godzilla in. Because like there's weird like he's sleeping in a cave and he yeah. for some reason. That's where King Kong lives. Like, he gets woken up by lightning, which in the last movie with King Kong, that was, like, his thing was, like, lightning. And then, like, there's a weird part where he's, like, being a perv and, like, staring at Kumi Mizuno. And, like, it's just really weird. Like, I I don't... Yeah. Like, I... It's just so weird that no one thought, like, hey, like... Why? Why? If if we're gonna change it to Godzilla, why, why doesn't he act like Godzilla? Like, it's so weird. Yeah, like, like <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about all that stuff. Yeah, but you're like I, I, I meant to, I meant to mention that. Yeah, like Godzilla's like just staring at her, and then like starts picking his nose randomly. Yeah, like what? It, like it just what's like, going on? Like yeah, Godzilla acts like King Kong for like I, I just don't. <laughs> it's just so weird that like no one thought to like be like oh hey, like we should we should re rework these scenes because this makes no sense. Like it's like if they made like a, Dra- a Frankenstein movie and crossed out the Frankenstein monster and just wrote Dracula and like he was like walking around sucking people's blood and stuff. Like it makes no sense. I don't know what they were doing. Uh anyway. Um oh yeah, and then you mentioned the score which really does bring a really different feel to it. It's by uh Masaru Sato who is really famous for doing like uh, most of Kurosawa's movies scores, and yeah, he he brings in a lot of like tribal instrumentation, and um, yeah, it's a it's a much much different from what we're used to, um, and that does carry over into the next year's movie, Son of Godzilla, which this is when I mean at this point these movies are pretty much being made exclusively for children. Um, and obviously the they thought that the next step to go is to give Godzilla a son. Minya, who uh, is a character we'll we'll have to talk about for a little bit. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I, I I feel like everything I said about Godzilla versus the Sea Monster can be carried over. Like this is a movie that I feel like isn't very popular, probably because of Minya and just a, a lot of fans, especially older fans aren't really a fan of that character, which, I mean, it makes sense, but again, that's not really a character that was made for them. But again, like, uh, Jun Fukuda is back with most of the team uh, that he had on Sea Monster, and it's just a fun island action movie. Um, I think the characters are really fun. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, of humor in it that's actually funny, um, not only with the monsters, but with the human characters. They're actually pretty funny and pretty witty. Um, and, uh, yeah, again, a, a great cast, um, yeah, uh, I will say, uh, God's, this is probably the worst Godzilla's ever looked. <laughs> I like the, the idea was to make Godzilla look more like Minya and 
it it just didn't work and he just looks weird in this movie um and also because of the height discrepancy with um the actor in the minya suit um this one nakajima only played godzilla in a few scenes it was a taller suit actor um a couple of taller suit actors uh playing godzilla in this one i think nakajima only did like maybe like scenes in the water and stuff like that um uh but yeah um it also introduces uh Kamakuras, the giant mantis and uh kumanga kumanga the spider or spiga and Gymantis, if you listen to the the much better than what's on the DVD, the much better AIP dub, which is like impossible to find now. Um, yep. And those are really cool, um, like uh, puppets um, that I think are are probably the be- the two best like effects in the movie are those two monsters. Um, yeah, we're working with a lower budget, and it shows in the miniatures, but it's still a, it's it's just a, it's just a fun, colorful movie, and it's easy to forget like how gorgeous these move these like tropical Godzilla movies were. I was lucky enough to see uh, a pretty new thirty five millimeter print of this movie at the Detroit Institute of Arts, and let me tell you, like this, the colors on this movie just pop. It's a very very pretty movie and you don't really get that on the home video releases although the sony dvd um is really vibrant um but yeah i it, the just how good this movie looks does get overlooked quite a bit um uh, maybe it's just because a lot of people haven't seen them like uh in 35 or whatever but yeah i mean i this is another one that i think is really just just a lot of fun i uh, these mid 60s movies they might be cheap and they might be really goofy and they might be what gave godzilla kind of a negative reputation as something just cheesy and cheap b movies here in the states but i think they're a lot of fun even and i mean i as an adult um looking at these as kids movies like i think they work um yeah, I, I think this movie is awesome, actually. Uh, Kumonga's the, the wire work is absolutely spectacular. And the, the battles uh, between Godzilla and the other monsters, like, it all works really well. Yeah, Godzilla does look horrible. <laughs> but <laughs> you have an awesome cast, like Kira Kubo's in this film. You obviously have Kenji Sahara, who's like a, a regular for the series. Um, here, Hot is back. I mean, like, it, it's 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 a great cast. The The story is... I mean, pretty much like sci-fi now. They're, they're trying to control the weather, and they end up getting to uh, freeze Godzilla and his uh, and, and Minya by the end of the film. Um, like, it, it's just to me, it's a fun movie, and also like I would crap myself if I saw a spider that big. Like, I, yeah. I think I would just die. And I, I love Kumanga too. I, I don't feel like yeah. he gets enough uh, props. I like he's that, a great looking. That... He's a great looking monster, and then just like he's got to be like one of the meanest. Yeah, like in that in that one sequence when he's actually fighting Godzilla, when he stands up, he the the legs are as tall as Godzilla. Like it's just a massive monster. Yeah, and he's just an asshole. Like, <laughs> yeah, he shoots Godzilla in the eye. <laughs> yeah, like, he tries to kill like a baby Godzilla for like like half of the yeah, third act. <laughs> I really, by the way, I I, I hate I hate Minya. <laughs> I, like I I definitely hate Minya, but like the movie itself, it works. So like I can't really fault the movie for that. I just I hate the like the idea of Godzilla having a son. I've always felt like Godzilla is better 
by himself, essentially. Yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those things, like, it's like Batman and Robin. Like, I get why Robin was brought in, and I, I, like, I get the relationship, but, like, I do prefer Batman just on his own. Like, now, no, Minya, I just have to, I don't mind Minya, Minya in this, like, do you, do you dislike him in this movie? Like, in this no, movie, no, he's like, fine. like, in this movie, he's fine. Yeah. Like, he, he's... Like the prop looks pretty bad in a couple spots. But like as as a film though, like it, it works well. Like it's it's obviously a kids movie. There's like those cutesy moments when and and I'm a dad now, so like I can kind of relate to this a little more. He's jumping over Godzilla's tail and stuff. Like there's there's like the that father son dynamic that as a kids f- film and you're kind of looking back now, like it, yeah. it's it's pretty cool. Um, but Godzilla like beats yeah. his ass all the time though. <laughs> Yeah, Godzilla's not a very good father. I do have to question, like, the design of Minya. Like, who, 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 like, someone was like, hey, we're doing Son of Godzilla, draw a baby Godzilla, and they drew that? Like, what's wrong with that person? They took, like, the teeth from Bugs Bunny and put them on, like, a round Pillsbury Doughboy, and, like, that's, that's what we got. It looks nothing like Godzilla. My favorite – what's up with the part where, like, they see him and they're like, oh, my God, it's Godzilla. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, it's not. It's it's the it's the baby. It's like, what? Like, yeah, they. I think they had to throw that in there because they knew nobody would think it was Godzilla. <laughs> like, and when he hatches, they're like, it looks like a baby Godzilla. It's like, no, it like, doesn't. I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, it looks it looks <laughs> like two turds with legs. Like, I, I don't – it it just – it. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I hate, I hate Minya for that reason too because he doesn't look – uh, he doesn't look like Godzilla. And I, I do feel like, say what you want about the Heisei movies, right? Like, but at least they got that right. Like, that a yeah, baby Godzilla it, should should look like Godzilla. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that, that, that definitely would. Japan be. does have, like, a very odd, like, sense of what, of, like, cute. Like, some of the things that they think are cute are just ugly. Like, Busca, have you ever seen Busca? I don't think I've seen that. You might have seen it and just not know it. Busca was a Subaraya like productions show for like really little kids, kind of like a, a '60s Japanese version of Barney, and it's like the ugliest little monster you could imagine. But like he shows up like in a lot of like Subaraya promos, like alongside Ultraman and stuff. But like there's uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's not cute. Kaiju Busca. <laughs> it look, it's got like the one tooth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. It's like it's just weird looking. Teletubbies nightmare kind of thing. Yeah, just, exactly. Look, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I would. But I would give this, this. This is a four to me. This is a. This is a really. This, it, overall, it's a really, really good. Uh, good movie. Yeah, I, I would put it at a. This is a a solid four, maybe three and a half, but probably a four. I really like this one, and a lot of people are probably going to be like, "Why?" But. No, it's, I just think it's fun. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I think it's know. a great movie. I just think it's fun. All right, so um, the next year, uh, there, you know, Toho decides to kind of do something a little different. Um, this is like at this point, like right now, we're at Ultraman's on TV. Godzilla's huge. Gamera's huge. Like this is in Japan, like what superhero movies are to us right now. Like kaiju movies are everywhere. So Toho's like, hey, um, uh, so Toho technically considered this their 20th uh, kaiju movie, and they were like, this is a huge, this is huge, this is where the big bucks are. 
Um, and so they make destroy all monsters, and they just really just they're like, okay, what monsters do we have? What suits aren't falling apart? What props are still working? Yeah, throw them all in there. Um, and uh, pretty much everyone was every monster that had appeared up to, up until this point was considered for this movie. Um, that includes like the Gargantuas, King Kong. Um, uh, Magma, the giant walrus from Gorath, Ibera, um, and uh, I think um, uh, Magma and Ibera were even like um, made it into uh, different versions of the script. Um, and uh, but yeah, basically here we have uh, what is it like nine? I think monsters in total. Um, coming together to fend off an alien invasion in the year the futuristic year of 1999 uh where they have video uh phones do you know that they're gonna have video phones in 1999 <laughs> you would have known this movie predicted it um and so uh the, so i mean so this is like a big event movie right so they're like well you know um let's get a shiro honda back and i mean at this point he's really only coming back like when like it's a big deal, and so he's like, okay, yeah. And then um, uh, you have um, Subaraya still kind of overseeing the effects, but at this point he's busy running his own studio. So, um, uh, so uh, Arakawa, who had been like the main special effects supervisor on the last two movies, is back. Um, and then. Uh, Takeshi Kimura is back to write the script, um, and it, it's going back to back to the basics of like a hard sci-fi approach, um, and uh, basically, you know, it's another alien invasion, and only this time they're controlling the monsters to destroy the basically the world. So they have uh, different monsters in different cities, um, and then in the middle of the movie, the monsters converge onto Tokyo, where it's Godzilla, Mothra. Um, and Manda um, attacking Tokyo and what's a pretty cool scene. And then it all culminates in a big showdown on Mount Fuji where all the monsters, free of alien control, fight King Ghidorah, who's like their secret plan monster. Um, so this is one that... Um, it's more. It's, I, feel, I feel like it's a little bit more uneven than some of the first... the last few, but... I still really like this one. Just that final battle is like heaven to me. Like it, it kind of makes it all worth it. This movie, I think, drops the ball in the human character department. Like we have probably the most bland human cast that we've had probably since Raids Again. Um, but yeah. I, I mean that I don't know the, the scenes that have all the monsters attacking the city and then the final battle, like it makes it worth it to go through, you know, any kind of lulls with the human drama, in my opinion. Like, I just love the, just the way it's staged. And then like, uh, also you get to see monsters like Gorosaurus and Manda and, um, other monsters who made their, who, who are being brought into the Godzilla series now. So at this point, Toho has pretty much established this as like a cinematic universe where all their kaiju movies kind of take place in the same timeline. And, um, so like, uh, so this is like their Avengers pretty much. This is like, you get to see all these monsters together. Um, and just the staging of that last battle is just so like on point. Um, that 
I know this movie, I don't know, I feel like this movie is almost in vogue to kind of bash it, but I don't know. I like. I, I feel like this this movie is just one that maybe it doesn't hold up on the human drama side, but in terms of like the monster stuff, I think it's just, I think it gets everything right as far as the monsters are concerned. Yeah, like, this is a movie that, I don't actually like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I actually think this might be the most overrated Godzilla film of all time. Like that, like, that I, last I half hour though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, well, the, the human, the human element, as you mentioned, is pretty bland. That part's true. There's some, there are some cool things with the monster, like the Godzilla attacking Tokyo in the background with like Manda wrapping uh, wrapping himself around the bridge or whatever in the foreground like that that's a beautiful shot. So there is some really cool monster stuff, but at the same point like King Ghidorah is the a monster that was beaten by Godzilla and Rodan alone, and now he's taking on like five monsters at once. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> like wait a second, he's gonna get massacred. And I, I don't know. I, I get it's. I think people like it because of the sheer spectacle of having all the monsters on the screen at the same time. And I, and I get that. And there's no doubt there's beautiful photography. Like it's, it's, it's all shot really well and it looks great, but I just feel like there were some lapses in the execution that kind of take it down a step. Plus I also blame Ian Thorne for ruining this movie for me because like I read that book as a kid and all he preached was the uh, he, he talked about how this movie was awesome and was the best Godzilla film. And so I had really high expectations going in. And unfortunately, my little kid me did not think very highly of the movie the first time that I watched it. Like, it was OK. It's a Godzilla film. But I just I don't know. It, to me, like, I, I don't get all the hype like I people consider it their favorite movie of uh, favorite Godzilla <clears throat> film. And I just I don't see that. Yeah, um, I don't I, I don't see that either. Um, it's one of my favorites just because of the spectacle of it, really. Yeah, like, like, I get the spectacle, I get that appeal, like, there's definitely a bunch of monsters on there that, you know, seeing Gorosaurus and Godzilla fight alongside each other is pretty awesome. Uh, seeing King Ghidorah just get pummeled is, like, if you're a fan of King Ghidorah, you, you probably don't want to watch this movie very much, because, like, he just, he basically gets curb stomped by a bunch of different monsters. Like, he gets a few licks in, he beats the crap out of Angerus, but who doesn't, right? I mean, everybody does. Yeah, that poor guy. <laughs> he's a resident Godzilla punching bag. Um, but like, I just, I don't know that. I think that's the thing that drives me up a wall is that it, it may be, maybe that's not something I should care about that much, but cause it's, you know, it's just a, um, a sixties movie, but like, I just, it, it bugs me because a few moves earlier, like Ghidorah is the biggest baddie that you've seen. And like, uh, in the in the first appearance of King Ghidorah, like he destroys everything, no, and it takes you know three monsters to beat him. Then it's just two, and now like he's pitted against a bunch of other monsters, and he just gets you know it's, it's a he gets bushwhacked. <laughs> <laughs> like I just like Godzilla like steps on his neck and he spits up blood, and then of course Minya kills him. Like he shoots his little smoke ring and it kills the neck or whatever. So Minya, who hasn't aged in like thirty years, <laughs> yeah, he still looks like Benjamin Button. I don't <laughs> like. He, Maybe he had like a growth disorder or something. Oh man, that I just love like back then like you can tell like it also goes back if you watch like a lot of the old Universal and like Hammer movie sequels like continuity like really wasn't a big deal then. Like they yeah. they just thought people would like not notice it or like they would just like they who care. cares? Like Yeah, and and that's the thing like you're right. Like people probably didn't care, but like 10-year-old me cared. <laughs> like, <that> was... <laughs> 
that was the thing. Like, like it's like, the same thing. Like, uh, the the Baragon prop was like supposed to have like a Baragon was supposed to have like a big role in this movie, but they are, they use the suit for like four different Ultraman monsters. So like, it was yep. just like un, it was pretty much unusable, and they'd already like like had this big scene where like he comes under the Arc de Trump in France. And they're like, oh, well, we can't, Baragon can't do this. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. What's a suit that wor- is in good condition? So, for so for no reason, Gorosaurus just comes out of the ground, and the guy the guy says that it's Baragon. And, it, like, yeah, that's, like that they didn't care cool. back then. Yeah, and, like, Varon, like, like the lone scene with Varon is, like, him flying away at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, woo! Uh, <laughs> but, I don't know. There's, like, a certain, like, I don't know, like... I, that just makes it like more like interesting to go back and watch some of this, especially like now. Like uh, I'm not knocking stuff like Marvel and the MCU, but just like how every th- continuity is so big right now with like how one piece fits into this one. And like back then, they just didn't care. Like, yeah, yeah, and and there's there's definitely a lot of charm in that, which which I see. So like I don't I don't hate this movie, but I also don't see it being like the end all be all of Godzilla yeah. films. It's probably it might be in my top five, but only like like I said, I just love the spectacle of it. Like I I see yeah. what's wrong with it, and yeah, like it really just drags, especially in the middle, like when they're like on yeah. the moon and stuff, and and like for a Honda movie, the human character and the human drama is oddly like half-hearted and yeah it's kind of flat it just it just feels flat yeah and for a honda movie that's like something that he always just nailed was like the characters so yeah i mean um okay but yeah i i mean i would give this one a i i would give this one a four i I would go i would go three like it's definitely not yeah it's definitely not a bad movie it's just one i I yeah like i i get it you know it's um, okay, now, I see, this is what's fun for me is, like, we haven't talked about each of these movies, so I don't know how you feel about all of them. I can maybe guess what you think of the next one. Um, uh, in the next movie, so we go on to the following year with, uh, well, Destroy All Monsters, we might want to mention, like, this was pretty much the finale um, yeah. of the Showa series. Like, this, this was, like, this was it, you know, and... It was kind of designed that way. Um, every future movie in the Showa series was pretty much made to be part of like an annual summer kids movie festival that would happen in Japan. So we're going to get into really slashed budgets, um, a lot of stock footage. I mean, the TV was taking over, so like the film industry as a whole was on the verge of death, um, and it gets even worse into the early seventies. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, Destroy All Monsters was the last one that was considered, like, a big movie. Like, the rest are just little movies, like, little kids' movies that are premiering at, like, these film festivals for children every summer and getting, like, you know, uh, they get their theatrical releases, but they're really just made so they can be part of these summer um, lineups for kids. Um, So, I don't know, like, like, you could say... I don't know, to put it in Marvel terms, Destroy All Monsters is, like, the end of, like, phase one, maybe. So, the next year, we're, we get um, All Monsters Attack. And if you don't know what the hell that is, it's Destroy All Monsters... God damn it, I'm getting all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's Godzilla's Revenge. Um, again, it's kind of been renamed 
with the international title that nobody calls it by. So Godzilla's Revenge is 1969. Um, and like I said, at this point, um, this was just a movie that was put together to be a little program for this Japanese um, film festival for kids. Um, it's pretty much what... Like, if this was made now, this movie would probably be, like, a special feature or a short film on a DVD. Like, that's what this movie was. This wasn't, like, intended to be, like, oh, it's the next Godzilla movie. It was, like, no, it's just a little, like, barely over an hour thing that's going to play in the middle of this kids' film festival. Um, So it's clearly cheap. Um, And, uh... This was a movie that um, uh, Shiro Tsuburaya or I mean, Shiro Honda kind of had to take over for um, Eiji Tsuburaya, who was like dying pretty much as this movie was being made. So Tsuburaya was supposed to be kind of overseeing the effects department. Um, but he couldn't because he was too sick. So Honda's kind of doing double duty, directing the human act- actors and the effects stuff. Um, and uh, this was just kind of a kind of a troubled for that reason, you know. I mean, uh, Subaraya was like the I don't know, he was like kind of the leader of all this. And after Kurosawa, he's considered like the most important person at Toho. Um, so, like I said, this it's just a small, low-budget kids movie about a kid who's obsessed with Godzilla, and um, his life kind of sucks. He gets bullied. Uh, he's raised by a single, or not a single mom, but um, her, her, his mom and his dad work, so like he doesn't spend any time with his his parents. Uh, his only friend is like a uh, a toy maker who lives next door. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, the movie is basically he, uh, he – every time he takes a nap, he imagines himself on Monster Island where he makes friends with Minya and sees um, all the different monsters. And uh, he watches Godzilla fight Kamakuras and Ibera, and it's all stock footage from Sea Monster and Son of Godzilla. Um, and then he finds that Minya has his own bully named Gabra, who is also the name of the human bully that he has um, in the real world. Look at that. And I mean that's pretty much just that's what that's this what this movie is like it's it's really short it's about a kid who's friends with Minya who who can talk by the way um, and a lot of stock footage. His voice is so creepy too in the American yeah. in the like the American edit. It's just he sounds um, so dopey. And, and yeah, he talks like Barney in the American dub. <laughs> he does um, in the Japanese dialogue. He's like a he's voiced by a little kid, so he actually sounds like a little kid. Which kind of makes it more tolerable, um, but anyway, this is a weird, a weird one. Um, so, well, I'll just start by saying this is probably the least liked Godzilla movie. Um, so, I, I, I kind of want, I want to get your thoughts on this one first. Like, what do you think of Godzilla's Revenge? You know, surprisingly, I like it because, like, I, for for what it is, despite the fact that it uses all the stock footage, like as a kids' movie. Like it works. Like it, it works out pretty well. I don't love Gabra. Gabra is kind of a. I always I always saw Gabra as kind of a lame duck monster, but he's like the like, worst show yeah. monster, right? Yeah, I, I would I would I would definitely put him in the bottom somewhere. But like as a kids' film, and and 
and I'm remembering that, you know, the first time that I saw this, I was probably like, I don't know, 10 or something. Like, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. I liked the fact that, you know, he outwits the, the robbers. He, um, it's kind of like, a, I don't know if you call it really coming of age kind of story, but like, it's just kind of an upbeat story where the kid overcomes odds and he, he kind of finds himself. And from that, like it, it works out well. Like the characters work. It's got Godzilla in it. I ha- at that point, I actually saw this before I'd seen son of Godzilla. So like all the stock footage was new to me. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, like I was seeing stuff I never seen before. Plus I actually like, um, some of the weird, like Gabra's roar is, is <laughs> like that weird. It is. I, mean, I don't even had. know how they came up with that. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's sort of like terrifying. It's like, I imagine like some clown, when, when I hear it, it's just weird, but, um, I like it. Like I, I would say it's overall, like probably like a two or two and a half in the scheme of things. But like, I get some very, I get some, some deep enjoyment out of watching this movie. So do I. Um, I mean, I saw it as a kid and I loved it as a kid. Um, as an adult, I don't think it holds up as well, no, which is probably normal. Um, uh, I mean, in my like ranking of the Godzilla series, it's pretty low on the totem pole. Yeah. But for what it is, I think it mostly, I mean, aside from the sock footage, I honestly do think it succeeds in a lot of what it sets out to do. Ichiro is uh, instantly relatable as a character, even if he's obnoxious and he's kind of a weirdo. Like, I mean, he's instantly relatable to any kid who maybe was a latchkey kid or was bullied or was, you know, who was into Godzilla movies and didn't have any friends that were in into the same stuff. So... Um, and then yeah. like, he's not insufferable. Like some of the, some of the people, like some of the kids that are bullied in some of these movies, like you find them almost, they're like, like, God, dude, just grow a pair. Like, yeah, he, he's not, he's not insufferable. Like you actually, in my opinion, you feel for him. And so by the end of it, you're like, you're rooting for him to succeed versus someone like Shinji and Evangelion who like, I just, I really want him to die the entire series. Oh man. I, can't I, know wait. We'll, I, I know we'll talk about that. Yeah. I can't wait to do an Evangelion <laughs> episode with you. Um, Okay, but yeah, no, like I'm, I, I, I think I honestly, I don't know. It's gonna sound weird because I, I, but I think the dub is kind of obnoxious, and so I think that might be part of why it's looked down at a little bit because like Minya is already like an obnoxious, weird character, and then like giving him like he's already a dopey character, and so giving him an even dopier voice is weird, and like Ichiro is clearly like voiced by an adult trying to sound like a child and like i don't know the voices are just really obnoxious yeah. and weird so i don't know maybe maybe i would recommend people revisit this one with the japanese dialogue on um but yeah and and i but i do think honda this is where his strength as a, a director does come out because I feel like, um, again, like the characters and the human drama is really, I actually think is really handled very well here. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it really is. And I mean, if you look at it as like a family drama movie about a kid that like is escaping reality because it sucks, I think it's a, a good kids movie. And um, to quote, uh, uh, filmmaker that i'm a huge fan of and uh also is a um a fan of this stuff uh guillermo del toro said that he he said godzilla's revenge is kind of like the pan's labyrinth of kaiju movies um those are his words 
<laughs> so don't don't think don't think I'm sitting here trying to say this movie is as good as Pan's Labyrinth because yeah. then I would I would I would I I would be like something would have something would be wrong with me if I thought that but uh but no I mean it's the same principle of just like a kid trying to escape yeah. into a fantasy world and he's using Godzilla characters to do it um and it's it's kind of a an interesting like choice for a Godzilla movie like can you imagine if this was like the plot to Godzilla resurgence that everyone everyone would be like what like everyone would be so confused <laughs> Yeah, well, it would explain why Godzilla looks the way that he does, though. Like, if that <laughs> yeah. was a nightmare version of Godzilla. But, no, I agree. I think a two or a two and a half is, like, the highest I can give it. But I really do think that it over... I, I really do think, even with me giving it, like, a low rating, I think it's worth revisiting um, and reevaluating with an open mind. Um, just, you know, look at what they were trying to do and what they had at their disposal and... I don't know. There's a lot of good in here, you know. It's it's not the disaster people make it sound like. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, I'm, so I'm excited about this one, by the way. Okay, so um, so they take a year off, uh, and then um, they bring in a, a noob director um, who, you know, like the the Japanese cinema farm system. You know, uh, he was an AD for Kurosawa, and, you know, his opportunity was to direct a Godzilla movie. And uh, being a fan of the original and how it was, like, a message movie, um, and also being, like, a crazy hippie, uh, he decides pollution is uh, the way to go. And we get Godzilla vs. Hedera, which is one of the weirdest and most divisive Godzilla movies ever. Um, This movie is so weird. (laughs) <laughs> and I say that as like a hardcore film buff. Like I, I've seen so many like weird exploitation movies and B movies, and just it's the weirdest of the weird. And this movie still ranks as one of the just absolute <laughs> most bizarre movies I've ever seen. Um, and so, uh, so I guess this is when they realize like Minya doesn't make sense. So he's just been inexplicably dropped from the series. <laughs> uh, apparently he's still out there because in 1999 he helps beat King Ghidorah. But whatever. So Yoshimitsu Bano uh, comes in um, and he's the director. Um, and uh, there's some interesting behind the scenes stuff going on with this movie, which we'll get into that I do want to talk about. But. Um, so we have a new monster, Hedera, who's just basically a big blob of trash and pollution and shit. And he goes through several forms. Like, he's like the first Toho Kaiju that goes through multiple stages. Like, he starts off as a tadpole, then a four-legged uh, creature, and then a giant, like, bipedal, like, lumbering beast. Uh, gee, um, I wonder where the people that came up with the, that fake <laughs> Godzilla Resurgence script, got that from... I don't know. Um, so, uh, and, and Bano is clearly just from another world. Like, his sensibility as a director is so weird. Like, the movie just cuts to weird images. Uh, it's almost, like, directed like an art film. And it's, like, it's edited really weird, almost like a Nicholas Rogue movie. Like, if you've seen, like, Don't Look Now or, like, 
the man who fell to earth like just weird bizarre cuts there's weird little cartoon uh vignettes just placed randomly throughout the movie that show like i don't know different like things of like hetera eating like pollution and <laughs> smog and uh and then uh guy like it's weirdly like grim like it kind of it continues with having like a kid actor as one of the leads but then like there's scenes of like babies drowning in muck and like like people like suffocating like by like like the dozens and like it's it's like the tone of this and then like there's like it's got like this really goofy music that but like the movie itself is like a little darker and like the tone is just really weird and everything about this movie is so weird and so like it's like really psychedelic and like there's scenes of like a a drunk guy like imagining people with fish heads dancing and it's just really strange and everything i just said is why i love this movie so much <laughs> <laughs> And for some reason, Godzilla flies at the end. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Richiro's Monobay's score is atrocious, by the way. I think that's... that's. So, I, I hate this movie. Like, with, with, <laughs> like... A burning, with a burning passion. And I, I know plenty of people that think it's a masterpiece and they love it. And But I, I just... Ugh, I, I can't. I can't do it. And I've, I've actually... I tried to watch it uh, last week specifically for this <laughs> podcast because I wanted I wanted to give it another shot because the last time that I watched it, like, I just – I hated every second of it. And I literally – like, the middle of the movie, I got bored and, like, I, I, I dozed off on my couch, which should never happen during a Godzilla film in my opinion because, like, I'm, I'm, I like paying attention to it, especially something as trippy as, as Hedorah. Um, but, I, like, the characters are fine. Uh, it's – kind of got that bizarre imagery like you were talking about it is it is like grim dark like everybody's dying and melting and their skeletons and you, you don't see that kind of imagery in a godzilla film at least not since the original um and then like the whole like bano wants to make hedora's eyes out of vaginas like i, <laughs> I don't understand that <laughs> like well like, I, I i was at the g fest that he was at and like someone asked him about that and he said like he wanted to make them like vaginas because he knew people would be afraid of them. Like if they, I don't know what he was talking about. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I don't think that's true if, for for most people. I don't, I don't know that's how that works. I don't but... know. He's probably got problems. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but like, I, I just, I, I get why people like it. it. It's visually the movie is very interesting, but the monster stuff is boring to me. Like the first fight with Godzilla. The most interesting thing that happens is Godzilla, like, grabs Hedorah and he spins him around. And by that point, I literally have a headache watching the movie. <laughs> that, like, that, mo that, that scene represents how I feel, dizzy. And I just – I want to turn it off. And, like, I just – the cuts are weird. Like, one minute Godzilla is covered in sludge and then suddenly he's not. I, I don't know. I, I, I just – I hate it. I really, I really hate it. <laughs> Like, I just can't – Godzilla – and the the thing about Godzilla flying, like, obviously this was a film, and, and we're going to talk about this, I'm sure, is because uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka basically said, hey, you, you ruined Godzilla because he's in the hospital during the production, and he basically <laughs> told Bono that he's like, uh, 
yeah, you, you ruined Godzilla. And <laughs> Bono was in the middle of writing uh, a, another movie called Godzilla vs. Hedorah 2. Like he was writing a sequel for this movie, which thank God got canned because I don't think I could take another one. I, I just – the thing that really drives me up wall too is, again, Monterey's score. Like I, I – the music, the music is just un, almost unbearable. Like I cannot stand the Godzilla theme. The theme I is weird. Like it's it, – I I forget who said it, but like someone said, like the theme sounds like Godzilla's drunk, and it does. Yeah, that would be like I imagine like Godzilla's drunk or high on something. Like I like, and like the fish head scene, like <laughs> what is going on in that? That entire thing seems like straight out of a Quentin Tarantino movie where people are like high on cocaine yeah, or man. various various drugs. It's awesome. <laughs> But like, it should be a film. Like that's the thing. Is like I just can't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't do it. Plus, like, isn't Godzilla kind of blue in this film? Like the 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 suit was. Uh, I don't semi- think he's blue. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a, that's a false rumor. I don't know. I, I thought that uh, they had like the the suit was painted kind of like a dark blue color, but that could be the uh, Ian Thorne book coming out in me again. So yeah, my apology. Don't quote that book. Um... <laughs> Well, anyway, I talked about why you love it. You talked about why you hate it, and I think both of us are completely valid <laughs> in our yeah, in our feelings. I, I, yeah, this I, is yeah. one of my favorite movies just because it's so goddamn. Like, there's no other movie in the world like this. Like, yeah, and no. um, well, a couple things. And how much do you know about the behind the scenes of this movie? Um, pr- pretty much what I told you. Like, I know, I, I know basically Tanaka was in the hospital and he didn't really know what was going on essentially. And then when he saw it, he was like, Oh God, this is terrible. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Honda was, or not Honda, Tanaka. Yeah. Who's like the producer behind all these, um, you know, the, the head guy in charge for all the Godzilla movies, he was sick and in the hospital and, um, he hired this up-and-comer, Yoshimitsu Bano, who is a interesting man. Um, and uh, Tanaka was in the hospital throughout, like, pretty much the whole shoot. Um, and uh, here's where, I don't know, hopefully, you know, some of this trivia can be beneficial to some people. Because uh, a lot of it, I don't think, is common knowledge at this point. Um, but he actually... Um, you know, looking for someone he had a good relationship with that he could trust, um, he uh, he actually asked Ashiro Honda, like, hey, like, can you check in and just, like, um, I don't know, watch some of the dailies and see how Bono's doing uh, and just, like, get back to me? And Honda was like, okay, sure. Um, and then it, Honda reported back to Tanaka. He was like, oh, yeah, like, everything's fine. And then... Uh, um, uh, but he did, he did tell Tanaka, like, there's a few scenes here and there that should probably be redone. Uh, like there should probably be some reshoots and then, um, a le- legend, I guess, well, not really legend. Cause I don't know. I guess this isn't something that gets talked about a lot is that, um, he may have done some of the reshoots. Uh, however, no, I, as far as I know, no one's ever come out and said that Honda actually directed any of the scenes. Um, but I know Bono didn't like the idea of another director coming in and reshooting his material. Um, so whether or not Honda actually did it or he just told Tanaka that he did it, 
I, who knows? But uh, supposedly, um, uh, when Tanaka saw the final cut, yeah, he was like, what is this? Like, this is the weirdest, like, he basically thought the movie was, like, un unmarketable because it was so, like, out there. He's like, who's gonna, like, what kind of weirdo is gonna, like, like this? And I mean, like, I guess that's when people like me come in, right? But... He was like, uh, this is so weird. Like, this is, I, this can't be the next Godzilla movie. It's, t- it's too weird. Um, and legend has it that he said, you know, oh, you'll never work for Toho again, or, which is kind of proven to be false. He just said, like, you're not doing another Godzilla movie, like, ever. Um, but he did work for uh, Toho on other movies. Most notably, he co-directed and wrote uh, Prophecies of Nostradamus, um, which is a really interesting, like, apocalypse movie that um, it's banned in Japan and it, it has never come out, but you can find it through certain methods. Uh, and I, you're, I mean, you're gonna, I'm gonna make you watch it, and you're probably gonna think it's weird, but whatever. Um, banned? What what is it banned for specifically? Um, like, it's or... a studio imposed ban, a lot oh, like um, Half Human, the Honda movie that he yeah, did after okay. Godzilla. Um, mostly because, um, there's a scene in it where, uh, it shows, I guess, what's supposed to be, like, post-apocalyptic, like, um, mutants, um, and they're, like, really primitive, like, caveman, like, they, like, and, like, two of them are, like, two mutant children, like, fight over a worm that they're trying to eat, and, like, uh, I guess they were kind of, they, they're, the studio kind of doesn't want to put it, put it out, because they don't want to like offend real like survivors of radiation poisoning and stuff, which oh, is okay. under it's kind of like Disney with Song of the South. Like they just, you know, it's they just the studio itself doesn't want to release it. Um, it's a really interesting movie though. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, legend has it that Tanaka was kind of peeved at Honda because he felt like if Honda had really been supervising Bano carefully, like he was asked, that the movie might have turned out a bit more normal. Um, I know there's theories that the scene of Hedera interrupting, like, the jam session on the mountain, the scene of the aerobics class, the scene of uh, the kid reacting to the remains in the street were Honda reshoots, but again, that's just speculation. Um, And then another weird thing about this movie is... uh, Ken Satsuma, who played Godzilla in the Heisei movies, he played Hedera, um, and he had appendicitis, and um, apparently <laughs> doctors had to remove his appendix while he was in the Hedera suit because the suit would have taken too long to, to take off. So that's interesting. Yeah, and Andy learned uh, painkillers have no effect on him. That had to be a horrible experience. <laughs> That just sounds like a nightmare. You're like stuck in the suit, and then you're having surgery, and the painkillers aren't working. Yeah, and you're, all the while while you're uh, dressed like a weird, crazy like blob <laughs> monster. That just sounds like a nightmare. Uh anyway, this movie's like a four and a half out of five. Oh I, man, I, I I gotta go like I'm like one and a half to two because like I don't. It, it's visually there's some things that are that are pretty cool and and I can I can at least see that good yeah. in it. but all the other stuff I hate uh, another fun fact is apparently Roger Ebert who did not like the original Godzilla movie this was his favorite Godzilla movie well there's a shock 
<laughs> like, that's so weird. Who doesn't like the original and then this is their favorite? What? <laughs> well, that that ex- like that makes my argument for me. <laughs> like, oh, you don't like the original, but you like this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Bano forever has been trying to make like a sequel. Uh, he almost did it with that 3D movie, but then that morphed into the legendary movie. So. Yep. You, I mean, in a weird way, like, isn't it weird that the guy that Tanaka said, like, hey, you'll never make another Godzilla movie, he's pretty much responsible for, like, this big Godzilla, re, like, re, resurgence, no pun intended. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah, and he has, like, uh, I know he had some ideas, I thought he, that were pretty pretty public, like, Deathla was the next Hedorah, mm-hmm. and it was, like, Godzilla yeah. in Africa or something, which just seems unnatural to me <laughs> and like i guess in some of the limbo time like after he couldn't get the godzilla one going he tried to do a gamera like 3d like pollution imax movie <laughs> <laughs> like let it let it go man let it go. <laughs> nobody wants to see the vagina eyes monster again uh, uh that he's delightfully insane uh if you ever like read interviews <laughs> with him um but yeah no he he brought he brought us the legendary movie which brought us the new toho movie so yeah so props for that I yeah can... you you have a lot to be thankful for for godzilla <laughs> versus hetera how dare you <sighs> um okay so we got a, we got a gigan <laughs> yeah so the next year we have godzilla versus gigan um again uh we're working with pretty f- low budgets here like i think like the like the next couple <laughs> movies are pretty much made with like like Toho finding like some change in their couch and they're like, what, what can we, what can we make? Um, so Gigan uh, is a weird space chicken cyborg with hooks on his hands and a, and a drill in his belly. Like this is like outlandish Kaiju design, like to the max. Like he looks like he was like designed by a, a really like over caffeinated child. And it's awesome. Um, so, uh, cockroach monsters disguised as humans, uh, are planning to take over the world, uh, by making a theme park called World Children's Land, where uh, it preaches peace, um, but peace is actually, like, a monster apocalypse to them or something, um, and then, uh, um... Yeah, they plan to use Gigan and King Ghidorah, who are guided by, like, weird tapes that they play uh, to wipe out uh, mankind. And this is all discovered by a comic book artist who gets a job at the theme park. Um, And uh, Godzilla and Anguilus show up uh, when they hear, like, the weird tapes. For some reason, the tapes translate their roars into, like, human talk. So they talk to each other, and then uh, Godzilla sends Zingilis out to figure out what's going on, and then, um, yeah, uh, then after that, Godzilla and Zingilis come to Japan and uh, fight off Godzilla and King Ghidorah in the middle of, like, this crazy-looking theme park. Um, and that's our plot. <laughs> uh, this is... Um, this is a kind of a weird one. Uh, it does kind of uh, it falls back on the stock footage a lot. Like there's a lot of stuff from Monster Zero and Ghidra the Three Headed Monster and Destroy All Monsters in here. Like whole sequences of the battle scenes lifted, <laughs> um, and uh, like you can even see like Mothra like in the side of some frames. Like 
And then, like, the, there's a part where the Mazer tanks are shooting at Anguilus, and, like, it's clearly stock footage from War of the Gargantuas, and you can see, like, Gyra <laughs> running through the, the trees. Um, all that aside, though, this is another one that a lot of people hate, and this is one that I will admit, like, my nostalgia for this movie is huge, because this is the first Godzilla movie I watched completely from one, from beginning to end. And I loved it then, and, um... So the nostalgia part is a huge part of why I love this movie so much. It's one of my favorites, and a lot of it is part of that, and I'll admit it. But I do think that it's better than a lot of people give it credit for. I mean, just for... I mean, at this point, pretty much every Japanese movie is, like, being made for, like, $5. Like, TV is huge. Like, TV was literally killing off film in japan everything was on tv no one was going to the movies everyone wanted to watch tv why would people watch a godzilla movie when they can just watch an ultraman episode every saturday so that's why these movies were so cheap it's literally it's it's all they had um like there were only a few like big japanese blockbuster movies made at the time um one was toho's sinking of japan which is a pretty cool movie that i'm sure we'll get into um, I want to do an episode on Toho disaster movies of the seventies, so that'll be in there. But yeah, for the most part, no one's seeing movies anymore. And like, I mean, Toho's just churning these out again to kind of play at these little festivals, like, uh, summer film festivals. And, um, so they don't have a lot to work with. Now this movie, I feel like overcomes that, um, uh, June Fukuda is back to direct, so, um, you know, it's got a little bit, like, his, his movies are really, like, ad- fast-paced adventure movies that kind of carries over here. I do think the human characters are a lot of fun, like, there's a corn-eating hippie that's weird, there's a, like, a, a, a dopey manga artist who just keeps pretty much just stumbling into rooms and discovering, like, evil alien plans. Um, like, his friend is uh, this girl that knows karate and just like beats the shit out of people all the time everybody yeah um the aliens like they're giant cockroaches dressed like people like that's so crazy and weird and at the end like when they go to their like uh like true forms like they just like they're like buried under rubble and someone just put like a metal like beam over a cockroach (laughs) and like dubbed over a voice like (laughs) So these cockroaches are talking to each other, and it's just, it's insane. Uh, But I really like this one. Um, Pretty much once Godzilla and Ingeris and King Ghidra and uh, um, Gigan are all together, it's pretty much just one nonstop battle scene throughout the whole movie, instead of how usually, like, there's one battle here, and then they fight again. Like, it's one lengthy battle, and it's a fun battle, um, like, Godzilla and Ingeris, I think, are the two best, like, that's the best, like, team-up. Like, this is the best, like, tag-team, like, team-up fight in the in the series, I think. Like, Gigan and King Ghidorah, like, and Godzilla and Ingeris, like, the way they work together is really fun. Um, and, like, it feels natural. Like, I love the idea that, like, after Godzilla raids again, like, him and Ingeris are just, like, best friends. And, like, they talk to each other, um, and it's just a lot of fun. Like, the monster scene, the, the monster battles are, are cool, they're bloody, like, uh, Ingeris gets, I keep switching from between Ingeris and Ingeris, why do I keep doing that? 
Yeah, it's normal. Okay. <laughs> I think that's normal. <laughs> but, like, he gets his head sliced open in one part, and it's like, God, this poor guy cannot get a break. Then Gigan, like, splits his head open again with a hook, and it's like, <laughs> geez. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I actually think this movie is a lot of fun, and it's one of my favorites. Um, again, a lot of that has to do with nostalgia, but I do think the human characters and, like, the just the general, like, weirdness of the plot, um, I don't think they get enough credit. Uh, and uh, I, a lot of people dog on it for the stock footage, but it's handled a lot better than some other movies do it. And um, I don't know. I really like I think this one's a good time. I really, really like this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you there on all accounts. Like, one of my favorite scenes, it, which is pure hilarity, is when uh, Kubata is like, they reveal for the first time their cockroaches with those shadows, and he like tries to hiss <laughs> like a cockroach. <laughs> Oh um, man, and and the dub is hilarious. Like oh, the uh, dub is yeah, the, the dub's great. It's like utterly quotable. Like the you know cigarettes, they're for you. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Just, no, um, the the dub is amazing. And um, yeah, and yeah, like man, these movies, man, they they were just they just could they couldn't afford anything. Like the the Godzilla suit is literally falling apart. Yeah. Like, like pieces you, yeah. of it are coming <laughs> off. And you can see that clearly on screen. <laughs> Ghidra like looks drunk. I think I think if I'm going to complain about anything, is that like King Ghidorah or Ghidra or whatever you want to call him. Like sometimes there's moments in the film where like he looks awesome, and there's other parts where like I just feel like the, the wire works. Like the, the wires were just like there, and like they were just hanging the costume. <laughs> there was a guy <laughs> like standing in it, and they just decided, ah, we're not going to move much. And he he kind of just looks awful, but like the the fighting is for the most part really well done. And Gigan to me is one of the coolest Godzilla foes in the series. Like incredibly unique, a monster that I really wish would appear more in the series. Obviously he he appears in uh, Megalon as well. But like I just I love Gigan. I love Anguirus. Um I like the fact that like even though the score is basically just reused uh, stock cues from from Afuka Bay, like I still love it. Like the the oil refinery scene. I could watch that over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Like, I just love Godzilla's entrance. I love the battles. Um, plus, the characters are hilarious. Like, Gengo, the, basically the main, the main character, he, he walks in every room with, like, this weird look on his face. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, no, he, he <laughs> literally doesn't look like he knows what's happening in any scene. He no what's going on. <laughs> he, but he's got this, it's just hilarious. Every time he walks in the, in the room, you're like... I kind of want to punch you or hug you. I don't know which one right now. And then like there's <laughs> there's a scene where like like there, it's like a montage of like him like investigating different stuff and every time he drives like this like weird like <laughs> sensationalistic like uh music comes on and it just <laughs> over and over and over again. Like I don't know, this is just a really weird movie, but like it's in it's I don't know. It's just a real. I think this is just a, a really charming movie, and yeah, it's cheap as hell. There's a lot of stock footage, but for what they had to work with, I think they really pulled off uh, an interesting and fun Godzilla movie. And for that, I don't know. Like, like I give this one a three point five because I'm wrestling with like what I think it deserves and what I want to give it just based on my nostalgia and how much fun I have watching it. So I'm going to compromise at like a three and a half, which a lot of people are probably going to say I'm out of my mind for even giving it that high of a score, but whatever. No, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like I, I would even go like my enjoyment level is probably like three and a half to four. 
even though like I know there's some, some some major issues with it that could probably knock it down a few notches, but it's it's just really fun. Like it, it's a movie that when you watch it, like I'm looking forward to Godzilla fighting at the refinery scene every single time. Like that 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 moment in the movie gets me pumped every single time. Where like as unlike Hedorah, where like I'm banging my head against the wall wanting it to end. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so next year we have. Uh... Godzilla vs. Megalon, again, uh, Jun Fukuda is back to direct, um, and at this point, I don't think any, I don't think anyone even cared anymore. Um, like, everything that they got, they did wrong in Godzilla vs. Gigon is amplified, like, by, like, a hundred. Um, this is by far the stupidest Godzilla movie, um... Yeah, this movie is just wall-to-wall nonsense. Um, nothing makes any sense, and this is where the... Like, I like charmingly stupid. Like, Godzilla vs. Gigan is a really stupid movie, but, like, in all the right ways. And this movie has a little bit of that. Like, Jet Jaguar, like, how can you hate something so dumb? But everything else about this movie is just, like... It's just it's just stupid, and this movie just goes on like these weird tangents. Uh, so it's about like uh, the Seatopians, who are like an underground Atlantis type, <laughs> like a uh, underwater city. Um, they're mad because of uh, you know nuclear bomb tests, uh, and they're pissed. So uh, so um, like uh, they they. To unleash Megalon to like destroy the Earth. I don't know what they're doing, really. Um, and so uh, now, meanwhile, a scientist and his—who is the other guy? His friend. <laughs> well, I don't even know what the other guy does. But <laughs> yeah, like, that... <laughs> like I'm not sure. Like, are they friends? Are they more than that? Like, I'm not really sure. I don't <laughs> I know. <tell> his... <laughs> His life partner, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess his nephew, uh, like uh, yeah. an an annoying child, um, like they're for some reason building a robot, like a, a, a like a cybernetic person um, called Jet Jaguar, and uh, for some reason the Cetopians want to steal Jet Jaguar because I guess. They're going to use him to, like, they want to use Jet Jaguar to, like, do something. I don't know. It's never really explained. Um, and then, uh, so once they unleash Megalon, the sci- the the scientist and his friend and the, the, he's like, no, I know what we can do. He's like, Jet Jaguar, um, like, grow big. <laughs> and Jet Jaguar just turns into a giant and starts fighting Megalon. And then, um, and then Jet Jaguar gets his ass beat, and then he goes to Monster Island, and he's like, "Hey Godzilla, like, come help me! I'm getting beat up." And for some reason, Godzilla's like, "Okay, I'll help you." Like, why does Godzilla sign is like, "I'm gonna come help you"? Yeah, like, why does I don't know why Godzilla cares what like a giant robot wants him to do, but whatever. So then, um, realizing that they have Godzilla on their side now, the Cetopians are like, "Oh, the humans are gonna win," so they get Gigan to come. And then you have a pretty a pretty fun like Godzilla Jet Jaguar team up against Gigan Megalon, but it's it's not as I don't think it's as cool as a team up as the previous movie. 
Um, and I mean, that's the plot. Like, it, it, that's like the be- That's like the closest thing you're gonna get for a plot. And the movie just goes on like these weird tangents. Like, there's this chase scene that goes on forever where a guy's like. They, like, drive down steps, and the guy gets, like, paint spilled on him, and, like, I don't know. Like, nothing in this movie really makes sense, and, uh, like... that stop car, like, and I, like fire. I, I, this might seem cynical, like, because I know that these are kids' movies at this point. Like, they're exclusively made for, like, elementary school kids. Like, Gamera is huge, and the Godzilla series is like, okay, kids love kaiju, so this is what we're gonna do. But even for a kids' movie, I feel like this movie is just lazy, like, I feel like with Godzilla vs. Gigon, yeah, they had to use a lot of stock footage and stuff, but I at least feel like they were trying. But this movie, I feel like they just slapped something together, and they were like, oh, yeah, kids will see it. It doesn't have to, like, have any kind of, like, craft to it or make any kind of sense. And it's a fun movie in all the wrong ways. Like, <coughs> like I mean, it's a, it's a hilarious comedy, but it's, it's not a very good Godzilla movie. Like, I feel like... I feel like the previous few movies did it like were better kids movies with Godzilla and like honestly this is like bottom 5 for me like maybe even bottom 3 like yeah. it's definitely my least favorite of the Showa series like anytime I want to watch a Godzilla movie from this era I'm going to pin in Godzilla versus Gaiga and I'm going to put in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla Godzilla versus Hydra like I'm not going to reach for this one unless like my friends are like, hey, what's, like, a really dumb movie we can laugh at? Like, I'm not going to put this in. It's fun. I, I will put this in if it is the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Which version, is great. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is a great – that is my preferred version of this film. Uh, it, it's terrible. I mean, like – I I love Gigan, and a lot of the stuff from Gigan is just reused from the previous movie. And I actually like Megalon. Like, I think Megalon's a cool monster. I like cool Megalon, monster. yeah. But, like, the, the fight scenes are boring. And, again, uh, Richiro Matanabe is his score. Like, that Godzilla theme comes back. And I, 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 the last time I watched this movie, I, I had a headache. Like, from the just that, that Godzilla horn theme. <laughs> and then what is with them? Like, they Godzilla's swimming for, like, hours, it felt like. Like, they're, like there's, uh, they advance the plot a little bit, and then they show Godzilla swimming. And then they do it again, and they show Godzilla swimming. And... They do that, like, 12 times before Godzilla finally arrives to, like, engage in the battle. Yeah. Ironically, like, I like the Godzilla design. Like, I'm okay with the puppy dog-looking Godzilla suit from this through the end of the series. Yeah, uh, it's one of my least favorites, but, like, for, like, I mean, they're making these for, like, little, little kids, and they don't yeah, want so, them to like, be scary, it, it, so. It works. Um, I also don't understand, like, for kids' movie, like... They're gonna have Playboy centerfolds in like the, the vehicle. Yeah, well, I, that's so, I don't know. That was yeah, that's so weird. Like, ah, that's kind of that's kind of a weird like uh, weird product placement. Okay. Like I really feel like Fukuda. I mean, obviously, I already like I've talked about before. You know, I mean, he he was just doing these as work. Like he really, <laughs> like he didn't like he like he he also didn't really think Godzilla should be like a kids thing. And I mean, yeah. and he once described like trying to make a Godzilla movie in this point in time, like pouring two buckets of water into one, like just because there's no money. And um, <laughs> like I feel like you can feel his burnout making that when for this movie too, and it's just like man, like. I just feel like everything about it is lazy. The 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 writing's lazy. The characters are lazy. The the effects are lazy, except for the damn sequence, which is really good. Yeah, that's actually um, pretty awesome. 
But who was like, you know what this Godzilla movie needs? It's a kids movie. It needs more porn. Like, who <laughs> was the guy that thought that up? I don't. And like for some reason, the Cetopians say that they're friends with the Nebula M aliens, the cockroach ones from the previous <laughs> movie. Like, when did they become friends? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> like I Although, said, I just I just feel like everything is on autopilot in this movie, yeah. and it's it's not. Although good. Robert Robert Dunham has or Dunham or however you say his name, he uh, he has an awesome toga. I yeah, he's fun, that. and he has that little like headband with Megalon's like face on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Um, I'm gonna go like one and a half because like I don't I don't hate. The movie I like Gigan. I mean, I, honestly, there are very there's there's probably one Godzilla film that I hate, and it's not this one. So same here. There's two if you count the TriStar movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, I don't yeah. hate I don't hate this one either. I I'm gonna give this a two. The only thing that I would make me give it over one and a half is like this is one that I liked a lot as a kid. So there's a lot of nostalgia there. So when I do watch it, like it's like oh you know it's a nice little thing to take me back. But now if I'm yeah, watching. The Mystery Science 3000, God, I can't talk, uh, version. I'm going to go like three and a half because I laughed so hard the last time I watched it. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. So, so yeah, Godzilla vs. Megalon uh, sucks. Um, And Jet Jaguar is like one of the doofiest creations Toho ever did. Yeah, like the movie actually was like, it was pretty much made just to do a spinoff of Jet Jaguar. Like... First of all, a kid <laughs> – first of all, Jet Jaguar came about because Toho had, like, a contest for, like, a kid to create a character who would star in, like, their next big monster movie. And the kid created, a, like, a robot character called Jet Arone, which was, like, a red um, – like, a red, uh, like, uh, cyborg um, – like looking thing that had like wings and like uh I think he had like big like uh like ears almost and then Toho like even did like this big thing in the press where like they brought him on stage and they're like yeah this is our winner your character is going to be in Godzilla the the next movie and um then the movie then then they they turned that into Jet Jaguar which conceptually and design wise looked nothing like what this poor poor kid made so like the kid was probably like heartbroken because he's like I this has nothing to do with <laughs> with the thing that I won like the I put in for this contest that won first of all um, and then uh, yeah like the 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 idea was that this would be like segue into a Jet Jaguar TV series that would be like Toho's version of like an Ultraman kind of thing but that it, man no one saw this movie that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 so uh i just wonder where someone needs to like g fan and stuff like they always track down like the weirdest people like these like people who had, like were these like extras in like these movies like someone needs to track down that kid and see how like like just interview him like how did you feel when you saw that <laughs> All right, so so at this point, no one's really seeing these movies. They're being made really cheap, but Toho has a, a plan up their sleeve to bring it back. 
1974, and Toho's like, oh, hey, uh, Godzilla's 20th anniversary. What's something cool we can do? What's something special? So they come up with what would be cooler than see what wouldn't what would be the next coolest thing? They're like, how about Godzilla fighting himself? So they come up with Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Um, they kind of t- borrowed an idea from King Kong Escapes in the King Kong cartoon where he fought a Mecha Kong, and they're like, well, we did a Mecha Kong. What if we do a Mecha Godzilla? And uh, they said, you know that sounds like a winner uh and so you know they they give the budget a slight increase um june fukuda and his usual gang uh come back um and uh so again we have evil space aliens this time uh planet of the apes is the big thing so toe's like oh what can we rip off so there's these apes that look a lot like the ape from planet of the apes and there are aliens um and uh they're disguised as people and for some reason, they can't, they figured out that the best uh, idea to destroy Earth was make a robot Godzilla. That's just the way people thought uh, in these movies. Um, and uh, so they unleash him, and then Angelus, again, God, this poor guy. He's like, oh, hey, that's my friend, Godzilla. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And then he just gets like... His jaw, like, ripped open, and he's like, bleeds everywhere, and then he walks away. <laughs> and that's the last we see of him until 2004's Final Wars. <laughs> um, again, that was actually supposed to be Baragon, which is why he comes out of the ground, but uh, everyone knows the Baragon suit. They're like, oh, yeah, we can't use that. So, um, And then uh, the real Godzilla shows up. Tears off a chunk of flesh, and there's uh, metal under it, and then Mechagodzilla reveals himself to be a giant robotic Godzilla. Um, and then uh, um, they end up having to enlist the help of uh, the Okinawa, I guess, protector god King Caesar, uh, who is like a giant dog thing. He's a giant Shisa, if you know what a Shisa is. Um uh, and yeah, they end up, uh, that's another cool team up and, uh, they fight Mechagodzilla and this movie is a huge comeback for all involved. Um, you can tell like they really put more care into this one being in a, uh, it was kind of an anniversary movie and they knew they really kind of had to get things back on track. Um, if they wanted these movies to actually make more money at the box office, um and this one was it was a lot more it was pretty successful um and it's probably one of the most famous godzilla movies uh this is the second godzilla movie i watched all the way through and the first godzilla movie i watched any of so again a lot of nostalgia here um and yeah i mean uh fukuda is back at firing on all cylinders um it's just a fast-paced uh fun um more of an action movie uh, and you can see, like, um, kind of, you know, the 70s fashion and stuff is really kind of, like, all out here. Um, but no, this is, a, this is a really fun movie. Uh, it's probably one of my favorites. Um, oddly violent. Probably the bloodiest Godzilla movie. Like, Godzilla bleeds all over this thing. Um, <laughs> Spewing blood everywhere. Uh, and we have another kind of, like, when he flies, like, Godzilla just... For some reason, at the end, he turns into a giant magnet. Yeah. And I I don't think anyone ever explained how or why, <laughs> but that's how he beats Mechagodzilla. Um, I really like this movie. This is, this is like, uh, 
everything a 70s Godzilla movie should be. Um, it's, and it's just so much more polished than the last couple movies. And I just feel like everyone making this one, like, cared more. Yeah, I, I love this movie. Um, I love Mechagodzilla. Shadow Mechagodzilla is the best Mechagodzilla. I just want to say that up front, by the way. Um, but I, Sato, Sato's score is fun and really upbeat and energetic, and it fits the tone of the movie. And uh, you have, like, the there's two Godzillas. What can it mean moment, like, at the what refinery or wherever they're, they're first fighting when Godzilla, like, pops out of the ground? <laughs> What's up with yeah. that, by the way? I don't well, – well, I guess um... – that actually was explained because uh, Teriyushi Nakano, who's like the director of all the effects scenes, um, he was at G Fest one year and he actually did explain it. Like the scene actually takes place like over a dock, and like oh, Godzilla is okay. coming up from underneath okay. the water, so that's why it looks like he's out coming of out of like a building. Hey, learn something new. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty cool. Um, but I, I I love this movie actually, and Nambara is hilarious. Like he he. <laughs> Like everything the guy does is pure gold, in my opinion. He's the uh, one of the Interpol agents that's like stalking the main characters, and they can't, they don't really figure it out. And then he like assassinates one of the eight men. Yeah, and like he has like a really like kind of cynical like sense of humor. Like he's a fun character. Yeah, the, the characters are great. Um, I hate King Caesar, by the way. What? Uh, yeah, I just he looks like a rat. Like, I, <laughs> like I just. Oh come on, man. I, I can't. I can't do it. But I will say that like. The fight between him and Mechagodzilla is pretty fun because, like, Mechagodzilla is basically just, like, fist-pumping him, like, right in the face. And it, it's it's a pretty brutal movie. And uh, I don't know. I love Mechagodzilla. What can I say? I'm a Mechagodzilla homer. Yeah. So, yeah, it's my I, favorite Mechagodzilla. Um, I actually th- – I like, in, I like, do you like Mechagodzilla more as, like, a like – a, um, like, a, I guess, a military weapon or, like, an alien, like – a crazy alien like uh like thing that's supposed to take over the world. Yeah, like I, I think I like the alien one better. But I, I do like Kiryu quite a bit. Like I like Kiryu I think might be the best God's Mecha Godzilla design, but my favorite is still the uh the original. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go original. Um, I also think that uh like Godzilla randomly becoming Magneto. I, I think they try to explain that, like when Godzilla's getting struck by lightning and his back like suddenly does the same thing where like it lights up and sparks and stuff shoot everywhere. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I, I thought that's what they were going for there. But maybe. I mean, even that doesn't make sense. Cause uh, this just goes back to like saying like how they just didn't care about continuity yeah. back then. They're Cause like, like Godzilla, <laughs> like in King Kong versus Godzilla, lightning is like a weak, like it like hurts him. And then in this one, they say lightning makes him stronger. It's like, what? <laughs> What's going on? I, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. They didn't care. Back then people only saw movies once. <laughs> yeah, but I it, it's a good movie. I'm I'm gonna go like four with this. I'm, you know, it, it's a four out of five. For yeah, me. I think this one I might do a four. Yeah. Um. So I mean that was pretty successful, but again, like, uh, still not really lighting up the box office like they hoped. Uh, you know, I mean, again. That's not just the Godzilla series. That's just cinema in Japan is pretty much a dying art form in the seventies. And they're like, oh, well, what do we do next? And they're like, well, what if, like, if we got, like, a Shiro Honda back, 
Um, like maybe that'll make people a little more interested and, you know, I mean, get the original director back and, and see how that goes. And they make terror of Mechagodzilla, which is, is like following continuity a bit more is in that it's like, this is a direct sequel to Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Um, and Honda really brought, in my opinion, I think Honda really brought his A game, um, and it feels like an Ashiro Honda movie, which is, like, weird, because it's following up a Fukuda movie that feels totally different. Um, so this one, this movie is a lot more serious than the last one. Uh, the human drama is really good, and, um, like, uh, the characters are really fleshed out, um, and then, like, uh, it doesn't have a happy ending, and, um, like, you know, it feels like a bleak ending that, and it's like, oh, wow, like, that sucks, and for this person, um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same general plot as Mechagodzilla, like, the same, the aliens are back, they're trying the same thing, only this time they, uh, they, um, are in cahoots with a scientist who discovered a dinosaur called Titanosaurus, uh, and he has developed a device to control him. So Mechagodzilla and Titanosaurus uh, team up against Godzilla, and he doesn't have any help from anyone else. So, you know, he gets his ass beat quite a bit. Um, and I just love this movie. I love the human characters. I love the, the, the characters, like, rare for a Godzilla movies, the characters actually have, like, full character arcs. Um, and I think the human story pays off really well in the end, even if it's, you know, it's not the happiest ending. Um, it can be goofy for sure, um, which kind of makes it, you know, sometimes it might feel like it's too serious, but, you know, whatever, that's fine, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, at this point, um, Subaraya wasn't really around to kind of make things super kid-friendly, so Honda's a little bit more, um... He isn't as restrained, so things. So I think that because Subaraya wasn't there to say like, "Oh no, you got to think about the kids," you got to think about the kids. I think that they were really kind of willing to let Honda and um, uh, like uh, the screenwriter like go places that the Godzilla series didn't usually go. Um, just in it, it feels like downbeat. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, the villains are, like, just really vile. Like, they, they there's parts where, like, they're, like, whipping, like, slaves that they're keeping. And, like, uh, one guy, like, they, like, has, like, a scar over his throat because, like, they ripped out his vocal cords. And, like, the, yeah, the aliens are really brutal in it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's a much more downbeat movie. It feels, like, the tone is a lot more, like, one of the downbeat, like, 70s, like, sci-fi movies, like, like one of the Planet of the Apes movies or something, like, and it, it, yeah. it just, it feels a lot more, like, um, I don't know, it, it feels, it feels, like, much different from where the series had been in the last, like, 10 years, uh, which... It's pretty refreshing, and um, I'm glad they got Honda back. And um, even with Subaraya gone, uh, he was able to get Ifukube back to do an awesome score. Score so, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, so you have three fourths of like the original creative team back, um, and then 
uh, Titanosaurus. I love Titanosaurus. He's one of my favorite kaiju. Yep. Um, a really interesting design. I love that he's actually a very gentle animal, but he's being forced to do these horrible things. Like, I love that. Uh, I don't know. This movie just kind of hits all the sweet spots for me. And this is another one where Godzilla himself doesn't show up till I think over an hour in, but like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's pretty deep into the movie. Yeah. But like everything is being set up so well. And I, I don't think it's boring. I understand a lot of people might think it is, but I, I feel like I'm, every time I watch it, I'm invested even when the monsters aren't around. Um, and then when the monster stuff does happen, it pays off. It's worth the wait. Um, uh, the last battle is, on the uh, mountaintop is awesome. Um, and uh, even Godzilla himself looks like, like angrier. Like it's the same like puppy design of the last movie, but like it's got like a new head that just looks pissed off for some reason. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just love this one. Honestly, this is probably a top five Godzilla movie for me. This is a four and a half. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, I, I rewatched it recently and I kind of felt, different about it for the first time. Like I used to actually say this was my favorite Godzilla film and now I'm not, not sure, but I think the, the tone of the film, like it is such a Debbie downer. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> dies. Like, <laughs> like just everybody, like, you know, you have, you have Moogle. Who's the, he's like the head alien guy and he's whipping his own people. And then since, and since he, he basically says, uh, he's going to, he's going to sentence all of his guys to death because they let the humans escape. And then the one guy that does escape gets gunned down and shot like 25 times. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like just massacred. But if you're watching the American edit initially, like they cut all that stuff out. Uh, you know, Kat Sarah dies. Like she's, yeah, she yeah, the, uh, the American way. edit <laughs> is butchered. Um, now, I actually grew up with the dub of this, so I do really like the dub, even though it's weird and everyone's Australian and they say God, <laughs> they say Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the classic media DVD, the American version on that, is actually uncut because yep. it's the same dub, but none of the stuff is cut out. So you can watch that dub and still get the full movie. Um, that's another thing Godzilla fans were, like, complaining about. But I grew up with the version that's all cut and, like, fucks up the whole movie. <laughs> but, I mean, like, who cares? Good riddance. I mean, this is the only way to watch this movie, I think. Yeah. And Titanosaurus, like, steps on little kids. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I love Titanosaurus. And, being and like, I love the scene where Mechagodzilla is just unloading on Godzilla when he's running across the field. And they have that goof where, like, the suit actually catches on fire. And they kept they, it in, yeah. And they kept it in. looks great. I also love the fact that there's the battle between Godzilla and Titanosaurus was shot, like, in broad daylight on an out, you know, it's it's outside. You yeah. Completely tell. But, like, the camera angles were so unique. Like, they they use these different camera angles, like, from underneath the monsters, which I, I don't recall really seeing that previous to this film in the yeah. series. Yeah. me yeah. wrong. But, like, the fight scenes are set up really well. So, like... I'm with you. This is this is probably a four and a half to five for me, just because I think my nostalgia goggles blind me a little bit. Um, my first time seeing this movie was on TNT Monster Vision, and I instantly fell in love. And I think what sets it over the top is the score by Fukube. Like everything in that score, even though it's basically the same like Godzilla theme that he's done a hundred times, he changes it just slightly. Yeah. 
and it, it's it's awesome. And like Godzilla's entrance is fantastic when he just like pops up out of nowhere and blasts Titanosaurus. Yeah, and then um like uh, Akihito uh, Akihiko Harada is back as uh, Doctor Mafune, who's just like such an interesting like eccentric like conflicted scientist. Um, and Katsura, his daughter, is like a really cool character. Turns out to be a cyborg. Um, and she's probably the hottest of the, uh, <laughs> the, the, I guess, femme fatales in the Godzilla series. She's just gorgeous. Um, and, uh, this movie does give one of the, have one of the best lines of dialogue ever spoken in a movie, which is Katsura, even if you are a cyborg, I still love you. <laughs> yeah. That's just oh man, amazing. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, I mean, it ends, God, the Godzilla wins, the aliens retreat, and he goes into the sea, and then, um, it wasn't planned to be the last Godzilla movie, but it was, just because, um, at, at the time, I mean, again, I mean, even bringing Honda back, it was, I think, at the, I think this was, for the original series, the, uh, the biggest bomb, I mean, at, at this point, the series had run its course, and, I mean, yeah. Let's be honest, we're 15 movies in, and, like, the audience has said, like, okay, we we had enough of this shit. Like, <laughs> you <know>? we're, we're done. <laughs> like, um, so throughout the 70s and early 80s, Toho went through a lot of scripts, a lot of uh, starts and stops on... Just a lot of really, a lot of really crazy ideas, um, uh, like... Godzilla versus the devil was the one like that they wanted to do like to capitalize on the exorcist Godzilla versus Godzilla was one um like uh um a few different like uh um things like Godzilla versus the Gargantuas which would have been awesome um not, yeah that would have been sweet uh, and you know just different things that they just kept trying and you know there was just Never enough, you know, the, none of the scripts really worked out, and, you know, the, the audience interest wasn't really there, and so they hung it up for a while. Um, and then they waited uh, nine years, uh, which is so crazy. Like, I used to think, like, maybe it's just, like, the difference between the two, but I used to think, like, oh, man, like, the, it, it, was for, it seemed like forever between Terror and Return or... Or Godzilla eighty four, but yeah, it's really that it wasn't even ten years. Um, that's so. I'll just wrap that uh, wrap up the Showa talk by saying that's still my favorite of the Godzilla series. Um, I feel like the formula wasn't like in place, and I feel like the directors and writers were given a lot more creative freedom than they were in the nineties and the two thousands, and um, just uh, the, the the diversity is just really something that you didn't get ever in any other era. Yeah, I think that the the Shawa series offers the best of the Godzilla films. There are some films coming up that we're going to talk about that I think I, I would put um, like in my top 10, top 5 still. But I think overall, like the quality of film was better, especially in like that early period, uh, you know, the 1960s, and obviously the first Godzilla film. Um, plus, like a lot of the the stuff that comes after it, they're literally just aping the original ideas. Like they're just recycling Mothra, they're recycling Mechagodzilla multiple times. Like <laughs> there's just yeah. 
they're taking it they're either reusing King Ghidorah like they're taking the stuff that worked and to be honest with you like they, they never touched the quality of the original yeah and I, I think part of that is because like you had all these creative people doing like their own signature thing like Honda, Subaraya, Fukube, then like Tanaka is the producer with like a Sekizawa or a Kimura script. Like to me, that's what Godzilla is. And like those guys were like, those were the originals. They set the standard. And it's like that signature feel has been imitated many times, but never truly replicated, not for lack of trying. And like there's just something to that. Like, I mean, it's like. You look at, like, John Carpenter's Halloween, and it's, like, a perfect, like, John Carpenter's, like, a visionary, like, super well-crafted, and then you look at the sequels, and it's, like, they're trying, it's, it's someone who's not, yeah, it's someone who's not John Carpenter trying to make John Carpenter's Halloween, it just doesn't have the same feel, and that's kind of how I feel about, like, a lot of the, the movies that came um, afterwards, once that original cycle was done, like, Everyone's so worried about like, well, uh, is, is like, I want to do it like this movie instead of just like trying to do your own thing, which I mean, like, yeah, talk as much crap as you want about a movie like GMK or Final Wars, but like, at least those directors like really put their own stamp on it instead of being like, okay, like I'm just gonna mock the Shiro Honda again, like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would take issue with the final war statement, but like, I think GMK specifically, yeah, uh, Kaneko or Kaneko or whatever, he 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 definitely had some cool ideas, but unfortunately, he kind of got hamstrung by oh, yeah. by oh, Toho. We'll, oh, we'll we'll get there. Get there, my <laughs> we'll, friend. We'll get there. All right, so uh, that wraps up uh, the episode, our our Showa um, talk. So, um, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs>